Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, number to call here in the Kiva. Wow, I've uh, worked all day and looking forward to tomorrow, where it's going to be our first lineup that we're going to have that goes from 7 till 5 p.m., uh, brand new shows, including Casey Peterson and his wife, Freedom Families United, uh, they're going to go off uh, tomorrow at 8 a.m., and that's cool. We've got these Saturdays in the salon, beginning with uh, Jim and I. Oh, not Jim and I. Jim and I. Jim and I at uh, 7 a.m., so we'll be uh, kicking that off with our full slate of shows. 9 a.m., the Jeffrey Candelaria show starring Jeffrey Candelaria, featuring uh, Jeffrey Candelaria will be on uh, starting at 9 o'clock. And then, and of course, that's the Dow 3000, hard at it already. 10 a.m., uh, we've got <coughs> Tigo and Tracy, uh, 1030 um we have uh, Mike Ramos and our uh, credit rescue. Pay off that credit card, folks, if you happen to have uh, – he's, he's the best guy there is. Uh, the guy will literally – because we know that life with bad credit sucks, and he'll tell you why, and they're going to get that. If you don't have LifeLock or identity uh, protection, you're going to want to get that. And then uh, 11 – we've got uh, Walt Arnold, 1115, uh, Michael Trujillo. He'll be live here in the studio, 1145, a live broadcast of uh, Dr. William Summers taking all callers. Uh, to kick things off, so 11.45 to 1. Then Dinah, she had the whole thing in here for her recording uh, off the cuff, so she's firing, uh, fired up, and we're going to go at 1 o'clock. And then Nat and uh, Jay Bird are going to be back in studio tomorrow at 2 p.m., so there you go, 7A to 5P, uh, about the strongest Saturday of the line. Now just leave your radio on. That's all you really need to do. Just leave it on all day. Leave it in the background, find some uh, hook words, uh, whatever you get clued into, and then you're set to go. Uh, Jeffrey Candelaria's guest is uh, Los Ranchos gun shop owner, um, Mark Abramson, who has uh, uh, got a new location uh, as well. Don't forget, uh, we have uh, ABQ Guns, Arnie and Belinda, great, great people. And then uh, we have uh, BMC Tactical. you got to go see Walter, and uh, he's got ammo. Walter's got ammo. I need ammo. He's like, he's got got a million rounds. Like, let's go sell them. So let's move some products tomorrow. I'll visit all three. Um but specifically uh, Orny and uh, BMP Tactical. So uh, looking forward to that. We've, uh, we're have we loaded for bear, as Dr. Summers likes to say, uh, here for this Friday edition. Uh, Dowd is going to be hard at it because uh, whether it's his writings, which you can find directly at rockoftalk.chat, or boy, uh, we're going to go. I think I, I need to start from here because people already panic. We're not going to talk about money and finance. Yesterday was a fun show. I uh, really enjoyed it because we got a chance to visit with some people. Um, but we got to do some uh, sort of hard-hitting news, and uh, I'm a parent of some young ones, and I refuse, despite their mom being a pediatrician, I refuse to allow them to be vaxxed. I will do everything in my power uh, to make sure that uh, they are not vaxxed, that that needle doesn't hit their skin, and they aren't being required. If if my their school wants to force an, uh, a vaccination, I will yank my children immediately. There won't even be a hesitation. I'll go grab them before they could even pull it out. Uh, this this vaccine, uh, this wacky vaxy that's going on is happening once again. And you heard just at the top of the hour, um, FDA is now authorizing Pfizer and Moderna's COVID vaccine. No, no way over my dead body from my cold, dead hands. Like, 
You are not going to hit my kids with vaccines for children as young as six. What are you kidding? Are we all sort of stupid at this point? Do we not realize that uh, Fauci uh, has COVID? Uh, like, what kind of stupidity? Like, it's not a vaccine if it doesn't prevent it from happening. And everybody who's getting the vaccine and then all the information is out there, dying of heart attacks, having weird things happening to them. There's, we've got these tapeworms that are growing inside people. It's all right there. We're just like, oh, we're going to look the other way. Don't you know you got to get back? Like, this is idiocy. At some point, it's got to stop, okay? And this NM Source uh, article of kids younger than, like, it, this is what's leading the charge. And I want to start here because Dow sent me this article. We've been, I've been aching to get to it. I really have. I've been wanting to go to it. I'm like, well, today's not the day. Today's not the day. Well, today's not the day. Today is the day. <laughs> Today is the day as they are releasing, let, let me give you some highlights here. The FDA has authorized Pfizer's three-dose vaccine for children six months to four years old. No way. Do not touch my child. And Moderna's two-dose vaccine for children six to five years old. The CDC and the prevention still has to sign off on the back. Oh, well, let's wait for them. They, they're so smart in their infinite wisdom. The White House expects vaccination to begin as soon as Tuesday. Keep your children away. Stop now. They, they, they're coming for your children, folks. The FDA also authorized Moderna's vaccine for kindergartners through high schoolers. Yay! Pfizer's vaccine was the only COVID shot available for this age group. No, 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 no. The FDA decision comes after its committee of independent vaccine experts. Independent, Dow. They are independent, don't you know? Voted unanimously to recommend the shot. We're going to recommend, follow us. We've been leading you down this primrose path the entire time. Weighing their safety and effectiveness during an all-day meeting Wednesday that was open to the public. It was open to the public. They're in. They're independent and they're experts. Literally, you, there's the rubber stamp of approval with CNBC telling you and giving you all the information. The FDA authorized Pfizer's three-dose vaccine for children six to four months, four years, excuse me, and Moderna six to five years old. The FDA also authorized Moderna's vaccines for kindergartners through high schoolers. There's one more step left before the vaccinations of children. Under five can begin. Yes. Your full frontal lobotomy. That's all that is needed for you to go ahead and allow your children to become vaccinated at this point. Dowd uh, NM Source, uh, uh, the uh, <clears throat> whining uh, at NM Source led to this unbelievable. They weren't rolling out the vaccines as fast as they needed to thus far. New Mexico parent of children under five frustrated with the vaccine. This is Austin Fisher at it uh, once again yesterday. He wishes yesterday. He gets it today. Uh, this is just, uh, we're all sorts of stupid. Good afternoon there, dear sir. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, there, there are so many elements to this piece by our, our little soy boy at Source New Mexico. We, we you know him, you love him. Uh, it's Austin Fisher, Eddie. Uh, I'd first like to start with the mother, the angry mother, uh, uh, who's, who's documented so well in, in this piece, uh, Justine Fox Young. She oh, happens to be. The there we go. She, uh, yeah, three names. The the Eddie Aragon axiom. Watch it when you get the three names. Uh, always, always wise counsel. Always wise counsel when you got the three names. Uh, Justine Fox Young is a 
Republican, former Republican state legislator uh, early, early in this century. So if you support the Republican Party and give money to the Republican Party and you've been in New Mexico for a couple of decades, you've helped her. Uh, she <laughs> suffers from Trump derangement syndrome. Oh. Uh, I'm looking at her Twitter feed right now. Uh, she retweets Liz Cheney and the Lincoln Project. Uh, it is a nonstop, uh, let's see, nonstop, uh, uh, scarifying monkeypox, uh, Rona, why aren't children's get children getting their shots? Uh, this profile of this deeply deranged, uh, young woman who has really taken leave of her senses. She is an Albuquerque based attorney and mother of three children, age four, three and 15 months. We're going to get into some of these choice quotes from a woman who Eddie, as far as I can tell has, has read Nothing of credibility in the last two years. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she's been watching CNN and MSNBC for two straight years. Uh, no, no actual facts or logic or data have been allowed to enter this poor woman's brain. And, and of course, our beloved little Austin has uh, been delighted to uh, transcribe her bleedings. Uh, I'm really happy that there's some protection for our kids on the horizon, she said. Uh, families like ours have been waiting a really long time for what every other age group has had for some time. A lot of parents just want to see some protection for their kids. Uh, Justine, the protection for your kid is the fact that your kid is a kid and they don't die from this virus. Uh, I know that's news to you, sweetheart, but uh, if you baby... Flip the channel, maybe, maybe get online, do a little digging. Uh, she is uh, very angry at the state of New Mexico for not uh, being aggressive enough on getting the, the, the shout out to little ones, single digit age children. Quote, I think a lot of people have forgotten about the youngest kids under five. No, no, no we, we haven't forgotten about them, uh, Ms. Fox Young. We've been delighted to report the truth that the kids under five are not at risk from this. Uh, unless you have very young kids, it's easy to lose sight of this issue because so many people have had access to a vaccine for a long time. I would demand our state health department to keep their eye on the ball. These are the youngest, most helpless members of our society, and they need protection! <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, Justine they need protection. Fox Young, uh, married, single. I mean, she's got three kids. Uh, yep. She's an attorney. Did she uh, sue to get her protection? You know, at, at this point, uh, I guess she was part of that Mickey Barnett GOP oh, the group there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Cowboys. Yeah, yep. There it is. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I, I will say this: this Soy Boy article uh, talking to this insane Yenta has a, I'm sorry, that's a Northeast word. Uh, Yenta usually means crazy old lady, not crazy middle-aged woman. But um, what this has revealed to me is that a broken clock is right twice a day. The Department of Health has not been answering her calls. The New Mexico Department of Health. Good decision wow. on the part of the Department of Health New Mexico. I'm unaware of any good decision they've ever made, uh, but they are not answering uh, the phone, and she finds it, uh, quote, shocking and, quote, deeply frustrating after more than two years of living through the pandemic. She doesn't have her uh, jabs to give her uh, to her children. Uh, quote, kids have been waiting, have had to navigate yeah. the pandemic without any vaccine protection. Uh -oh. Now we're on the cusp of availability, and the state apparently has nothing to say about it. Wow. So how did a uh, Mickey Barnett Republican, I mean, we've been all sorts of frustrated, especially after what we heard uh, from yesterday, uh, from Lead, Lead Marker, uh, and, and folks, they didn't want him to run. Uh, I guess we want our guys to be for the vax, I guess, in the Republican Party. We want our guys to be pro-ETA. 
Pence, um, I don't know, I take your Republican du jour um, that, that's out there. Like, we are controlled all the time. There is just no, no good, good thing. About it. And we want our county commissioners to get arrested down in Otero County because they don't want them to dispute the election. So uh, yeah, where, yeah. where exactly does the Republican Party stand on anything? Is, is she still a card-carrying Republican? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, she was booted out of office, Eddie. You're not going to believe this. Oh, in the year, uh, of, the year of Obama, uh, a, a divorce <laughs> – how do they put this? A divorcee – uh, of mother of three in 2008, booted her out of office by spending $450, a whopping sum of $450, and just outworking her. Uh, she did a couple of, uh, you know, she did a couple of terms uh, in the House, uh, and then was booted out by a Democrat. Now that is House District 30. So that is uh, Natalie uh, Figueroa. Hmm. It's Greater Albuquerque. It's the Metro Albuquerque. Basically, uh, Montgomery uh, between about San Mateo. And Wyoming is is the district, so it's kind of a suburban um, northeast, more, more headed up toward the northeast heights. That was she's her a, district. She's an old Brooke Basson. Uh, well, she's basically like an older version of Brooke Basson. Maybe, maybe that's a good, that's an excellent point. Uh, one final point. I don't want to beat this dead horse, uh, and I, 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 my blood has been a boiling in the last few minutes. <clears throat> she's not happy at Doctor Disgrace, uh, who has not, who has been very flippant apparently about vaccinating children. Uh, she saw his his, his sentiment. He said, "Oh, uh, New Mexico, the state's going to hear from us shortly after we get approval uh, from the feds." I work with a lot of people who are very excited about uh, the child vaccine finally coming out. Uh, Justine Fox Young found that sentiment as a throwaway line. She was shocked. Uh, again, and offended. She's very easily shocked and very easily offended. Yes, but a uh, final point about Justine, she was at the break. I mean, we've all been at the breaking point in the last few years, but her breaking point was probably a little different than yours or mine. I was on the verge of taking our kids to Germany to get them vaccinated. If our United States government hasn't gotten it together on this and finally arrived at an approval, but at least it's now imminent. She was going to take her kids to Germany to get them vaccinated. <clears throat> Oh, and we wonder why New Mexico is the way that it is. Because the people that we vote in to handle and fight on our behalf don't do that. Now, I, I was very vocal in my support for one Brooke Bassan, I believe. Uh, I believe I even raised, I don't know, maybe close to $10,000 for her. I believe that the even the people who helped get her elected probably aren't that happy with her. I also know that Brooke Bassan endorsed one Manuel Gonzalez, a Democrat, over a guy who raised $10,000 for her, and that was a Republican. And then on top of that, uh, you know, one Trudy Jones, who had me over at her casita uh, for a little visit uh, had to do an evaluation of me as CD1 and seemingly was behind me, did was not behind me, and then uh, decided to flip her vote, call again, got together with the uh, chatty Cathy, old uh, caddy chatties. Uh, in the Republican Party and decided to flip her vote. And instead of going 5-4 uh, in down in defeat, they decided to go ahead and go 4-5 the other way and uh, these homeless encampments. Uh, let's see how this all played out for them, uh, shall we? That's by uh, our partners at KRQE last night. Turned residents over sanctioned homeless camps. Hello, everybody. I know you're all angry at me. I was not ever supportive of putting homeless encampments in any of our yards, I am supportive of creating a box where people who want to live in a tent for whatever their reason is have to go to that designated location instead of just anywhere else. Oh, how, how different is that from actually the very thing that I was talking about, right? She's actually saying exactly what I said right now, right? 
Does she just not do a full about face on this whole entire thing and basically say that these can be done anywhere and then stands in front of a crowd and said, well, I'm going to say everything that Eddie Aragon said during his mayoral election, which is we're going to have one centralized place where all these people can go from A to B, not that they can live there in, 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 in infinium, uh, infinitum, uh, in infinitum, uh, in tent where they want to go ahead and camp up. No, that's not the way we look at this, okay? It's a problem to be solved, not a problem to be handled. And how do you handle that problem? You have a place where these people can go. And that's exactly what you're saying right now. They're like, oh, yeah. That's not the way the boat went. Because in Santa Fe, they did it the way that I was stating it, which is to have the one place, I think it's, I guess, uh, it's next to Consuelos up there in Santa Fe, right? But not in, New not in Albuquerque, up to eight encampments in every district. Let's listen to Brooke Bassan uh, try to smooth over these angry Northeast Heights Republicans. The NIMBY crowd, by the way, the NIMBY crowd is not in my backyard, and literally, that's what this is. Not in my backyard, literally. Bassan represents the Northeast Heights and says tonight's meeting was supposed to focus on theft and crime near the Whole Foods on Wyoming. But instead, she faced a large crowd tonight that is angry over her support for designated homeless camps around the city, which passed city council last week. Son says rumors flying. Okay, rumors flying. I believe that Jessica Karate, who actually is quite close with another Republican, quite close uh, with another Republican, is probably has it right on this thing. Uh, I'm sure this isn't false reporting. She said that they can basically have the camps anywhere. That was the vote. If that's not what I just heard, uh, these these camps can happen any place. These sanctioned homeless camps can happen any place. Let's hear what Brooke Bassan has to say after Jessica uh, Karate or Karate says what she says. Angry over her support for designated homeless camps around the city, which passed city council last week. Bassan says it didn't say one place in the city. It said designated camps throughout the city around the city not not one not one place designated of camps throughout the city around the city lying on social media that one of the so-called safe outdoor spaces would be located near north domingo park are just not true it's not going to happen to in every single district it's not going to happen overnight, and I can guarantee you it was never going to happen near residential properties, at businesses here in oh. nearby in our community right here, and certainly not south of North Domingo Box Park. It was never. Uh, that's all we care about. That's right. Just as long as it's not in my backyard. That's all we're really. Whoa. whoa. They can happen. Yay. As long as it can happen in the South Valley, homeless camps, I don't know, in Taylor Ranch, uh, maybe on the west side somewhere. Yeah. Whoa. Vote Republican. Yeah. Republican Brooke Bassan. Folks, this is all sorts of stupid. If it can happen in one district that way, it can happen in North Domingo Baca. No matter what I say, if I guarantee you can bet your bottom dollar, I can say it, uh, apples, oranges, whatever. Uh, who cares? What we do know is that the vote says what the vote says. And the vote says that they can happen throughout, anywhere, in the city of Albuquerque. And if somebody decides they want to go ahead and say, well, how do I take Brooklyn out? Well, there's a lot of Democrats up in the Northeast Heights. The last time I checked, you're about to run a three-time loser in the Republican Northeast Heights when you could have ran a winner. And in that area, guess what? Those Democrats are going to make sure that that homeless camp is going to turn up right in North Domingo Baca.
And there's nothing that Brooke Besson's going to be able to do anything about. Because there's going to be charrettes, there's going to be meetings, there's going to be visitations. They're going to say, you know what? She said I wasn't going to be there. We're going to make sure that it's there. And that's that. That's how you lose, folks. That's how you lose. Is when you paint the target yourself for them to go ahead and bomb you. And you go on record and you say, uh, uh, this is why you vote against it. Because you don't want any gray matter. Voters are pretty stupid. They really are. You just heard a whole herd of them. Oh, no, don't go, no, Camila Baca, yay! But, uh, no, we're going to take it right. Uh, those cheers are just like inviting those people in and saying, hey, we're going to plant this right there. Because if I was a Democrat activist, guess what the first thing I'd do is? I'd figure out a way how to go ahead and locate as close to North Mingo Baca as possible. And tonight. Now, I wouldn't even wait until tomorrow. We're not rallying to do it. We're just going to stick it. Oh, right up those Northeast Heights crowd. Yeah, you guys don't want the homeless people? You say it's okay to be in the South Valley? You say it's okay to be in the Southeast Heights, uh, you know, up in Four Hills, wherever you want? No, no. We're going to relocate everything to the Northeast Heights. You just invited them in. She can't make any guarantees. Look, Clarissa Pena voted against this. Luis Sanchez voted against this. Because they don't want homeless encampments in their area. Again, this is a woman who supported Manny Gonzalez. This is a woman, along with Trudy Jones, who's like, it's going straight to Trudy Jones' area. There's nothing they have that's going to do anything about it. Dan Lewis voted against this. This is a bad idea all the way around. Why are we doing this? Well, I don't know. Maybe something called real estate. Yeah, real estate. Yeah, that's the ticket. We'll make a little bit of money. On real estate, and all you have to do is check out which city councilors involved real estate and how much, where at, and uh, the rest is history. I'm sure Larry Barker will be doing a report on who's involved in what and how much. That's what we need. You know, folks, um, it, it's a shame that this is passed at all. But they did it. Even the vote itself was cooked. They had a re-vote. I, how did that exactly go down? I, I'm, I'm totally unawares how they shifted the votes, and then not only that, city council has now decided that they will no longer meet in person after this vote. So there's some key strategic things that are happening here. This is uh, playing keep away with, oh, we're going to come out and visit with the people. So now Brooke Basson and, and Trudy Jones aren't going to be standing in front of the people. They're going to be beside, behind their Zoom class in their near Northeast Heights, not anywhere close to North Domingo Baca homes, where they're going to be saying, no, the homeless people are not coming up here. Like, this is an exercise in bad government top to bottom. And you voted for this, folks. You got this. And yes, I helped you here. I helped. I, I thought I thought somebody with an R next to their name would support an R in the uh, for mayor's race. I thought an R, someone with an R next to their name would not go out and viciously endorse, as Trudy did, to make sure that Eddie Aragon isn't going to go ahead and get the uh, endorsement. I mean, this is a guy who... <laughs> Did you see those voter signatures? Do you see the forgeries that were? Do you see all that kind of stuff that was all right there? Like that guy should have never been in that race. And we actually had a chance. Maybe we will next time around. Who even knows? Are we still fighting for the 505 or are we fighting for our real estate deal? And how much money we're going to get paid on the backside and our friends and buddies. And oh, so-and-so is going to slip me a 20 here. And oh yeah, pay to play. We pro quo, huh? Maybe a little bit of that. 550, 55. How did that go, go again, Dowd? How did that vote go? I don't know if you 
No, I, I hadn't followed it that closely. I was just shocked that uh, Brooke Bassan was taking time off uh, to, to address her constituents. She does have a very busy schedule uh, pushing trigger locks and gun buyback programs, Eddie. So, uh, <laughs> Those are strong Republican values. That's what we got right there. So, there it is. Uh, just, just in case you didn't think we were going to fire it up for a Friday. Uh, that's all you guys. That's all you. And a lot of people sent me that link, and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I guess... You know, the comeuppance doesn't just happen once a year. It's happening all the time now. We'll take a quick break. We'll bring it back uh, here in the Kiva, 429 on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Afternoon. Glad to be here with uh, you as you ride home, or maybe you're taking off on a vacation somewhere uh, not far because gas is uh, very pricey, very expensive, and a little bit too much. And uh, maybe you're going to be losing your job soon. And uh, <laughs> you're in New Mexico. <laughs> jobs. Talking about jobs. We got a labor <laughs> fulfillment rate of about uh, what, 52%, I want to say. And hmm. then, uh, yeah, it's not good. Labor participation is pretty low already. And then even getting all that help, even with the, like, like you want to talk about people who don't work as a state, if you compound it with the, what, what's, what's West Virginia's unemployment rate? West Ooh. Virginia's unemployment rate's got to be a lot better than New Mexico's, right? Yeah, it is. It, it, it is. And uh, below a, the like, national rate, actually, it's, it's below. Yep, 3.5, one-tenth of a percentage point below the national rate in West Virginia. And New Mexico wow. is? Oh, funny you should say that. Eh? Oh, Rockstock.chat <laughs> is already aware of where it's at. Uh, we are the Siete. Mark Ronchetti's going to have a cakewalk uh, come November if this, if this, if this keeps up. Um, I'm telling you. we Literally, we just might just be saying, oh, yeah, Mark Ronchetti's going to be your governor. Like, at this point, I think... As long as we keep up the pressure, as long as we stay united, as long as you say anybody but Michelle Lujan Grisham, uh, and I shouldn't say anybody, please do not vote for Karen Bedoni. Please. You're just, there's, I've never seen a, a more wasted vote in your entire life than the vote that you might cast for one Karen Bedoni. And I love Karen. She shouldn't be running for governor. It's just that simple. She, oh, I'll, be a, I'll be a Republican forever. I was born a Republican. I'll be a Republican forever. And uh, yeah, that lasted how long? Opportunism. Dowd, we are not just the highest in the unemployment rate, but we have the highest, I believe now, probably labor participation rate, or lowest on, uh, uh, labor participation rate. Uh, when we say to you that you're waiting for the check, waiting to smoke up and strike it up and hang out all day and eat pizza, 
and smoke weed, uh, we ain't lying, folks. That is the reality. Now lay it on us, number seven. Yeah, folks. Uh, Eddie, I... I had a little hope. Uh, it's it's very rare for me to have hope about anything. Being a natural born Irishman, seventy five percent, we don't uh, we, we tend to be a little on the on the negative side. Uh, I had hope this month. I, I really did. I thought that maybe Nevada. Uh, they've been really struggling. You know, not everybody's going back to gambling, and as if Nevada gets particularly socked during the recession, because one of the things that you can eliminate from your budget very quickly is the annual or or biannual or semi-annual trip to vegas uh nevada uh, second worst in and still second worst in the country alaska has been 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 tough illinois the very very corrupt chicago dominated uh deep deep blue state of illinois joe biden's own uh, delaware uh new york uh, really has been hurting terribly particularly what happened to, to the big apple i thought one of those states would eventually claim the crown and have the worst unemployment rate in the country unfortunately new mexico we've gone for number 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 seven there's five and two two yeah that's the peace symbol uh we're number seven seven in a row as of this morning the feds uh, the, the official numbers come out from the federal government it's the uh, u.s bureau of labor statistics i think they're technically part of the commerce department um we even know oh. what that word is maybe we're not doing very well because we don't even know what the word labor means La- La- yeah exactly that's Wait, a good that point yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh trabajo or something is that spanish or, you know, um trabajo. okay sorry uh eddie and i'm not i'm not trying to be a joke i mean you know usually i'm very sarcastic and jokey and i really genuinely thought that with the passage of time some state would eventually replace new mexico with the worst unemployment rate in the nation uh we're now going we are number seven as of may these are the numbers for may at 5.1 percent the next closest is uh our eddie and mine uh, adopted second home there in nevada at uh, 4.9 percent nationally we're at 3.6 what what really rubs it in is that four out of our five neighbors have a below the national number unemployment rate. So we're looking at Arizona, Utah, uh, uh, Colorado, uh, and Oklahoma. Texas continues to struggle. They're a little bit above the national average. So you put all our neighbors together, they're at 3.1% unemployment. Nationally, we're at 3.6%. New Mexico at 5.1%. That uh, is, of course, the worst of the worst of the worst. And Eddie, I I, I don't want to dwell on this because it's so damn depressing. Seven months in a row uh, on its own. And Again, the feds go back and they revise these numbers. And so those of us who are actual public policy analysts, we always check with the revisions. Uh, If you don't go back and check the revisions, you will see eh, the reporters maybe on Monday, they'll start reporting that, oh, the new new numbers out in New Mexico is still the worst in the nation. And they'll say, you know, we're third or fourth. No, if you check the revised numbers, we are seven in a row, not three months in a row, not four months in a row, seven months in a row. And moving on from New Mexico, because it's just too depressing and a whole bunch of people have already weighed in of our our subscribers. uh, And a woman by the name of Sandra has said, uh, yes, the situation will get worse. Now, now, by the way, feel free to go ahead as part of the people who subscribe. Your comments are only going to be read if you subscribe uh, directly to anything that is covered. Dowd will be happy to read your comments there. As long, and, you know, keep them reasonable. So, Dowd, feel free to share whatever you like. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got three already, and I just posted this. Uh, LLL, and you don't have to give your name, so we don't, we're not, we're not, you know, doxing anyone, says, unfortunately, it's the same old, same old. Uh, J-Man, who's a, a best subscriber since day one and comments a lot, uh, I, I don't, he, he could be a woman for all I know. You know, you could, you could put any picture up there, and you can call yourself. That's the amazing thing about the internet. Uh, J-Man says, as the saying goes, and I love this because 
because he talks about another state. As the saying goes, stupid is as stupid does. A perfect comparison for New Mexico is the state of South Dakota. The governor is Christy Nome. While MLG was dancing around charts on her lame-ass TV presentations to show that there was some COVID-19 in different parts of New Mexico, Christy Nome was going forward and doing business as usual. They had the Sturgis Piker Rally and a big 4th of July event with President Trump at Mount Rushmore. All the Democrats and the media went ballistic about how bad this was, but Christy Nome held her own, and today South Dakota is doing great. The unemployment rate in South Dakota is 2.3%. The states that thumbed their noses at Dr. Fauci and the lying Democrats had the most success during COVID-19. It all comes down to smart leadership. Uh, and then Sandra, as I was about to read uh, the last line of my piece is, uh, believe it or not, with the national economy teetering, uh, we could think as bad as things are in New Mexico, they, it, it could even get worse. Sandra says it can and it will. And, and she echoes my sentiment, which I've said ever since I moved back here all those years ago. Such a shame because it's such a beautiful state with so much to offer. And uh, it, it, it does, just not not a lot of good decision making. But before I jump off the Taos Gorge Bridge for the for the sake of the the, the the problem that is New Mexico, how do you solve a problem like New Mexico? Eddie, there's one thing I've I've been doing lately as I've been tracking this month after month after month, seven right. months in a row now, yep. is I've been looking at the states that have gotten climbed their way back to the number of jobs they had in February 2020, the month before uh, the uh, Fauciism, Fauci fascism took over much of America. And the good news is every three or four months, I'm sorry, every month we get three or four states that climb their way back to the amount of jobs they had or more uh, back in February 2020. So uh, last month, I think it was uh, Kentucky, Rhode Island, Missouri, and Indiana. So we had four states finally, as of uh, April, climb their way back up into the same number of jobs or more. This is the first month, Eddie, since I've been doing this. We haven't, this in May, the May numbers, we have not had one state climb its way back up. Uh, and again, there's still 21 of these states. Of course, New Mexico is one of them to get back to the level of jobs they had well over two years ago. Uh, the states I were tracking, Eddie, uh, were very close. These were about 1.5% eh, or less in terms of job growth to get back to, to get back to the level amount pre-Fauci. Wyoming, Arkansas, North Dakota, Ohio, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Minnesota. These were the seven I was looking at that were the closest to getting all their jobs back uh, post-Fauciism. Not one of them made it in May. Not one. And we were having three or four states climb their way back each month. That scares me because look at these states. They don't have a lot in common. Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Wyoming, Arkansas, North Dakota, Ohio. You've got Rust Belt states. You've got a Western state. You've got a Southern state. Uh, you've got the Northeast, Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania. Uh, despite the diversity, given the conditions, the political makeup of those states, not one of them made it back last month. Uh, that's scaring the heck out of me because I've been one of the things that's kept me positive uh, tra tracking this each month, knowing that New Mexico is always going to be an underperformer, is I can find those states every month, three or four, climbing their way back in net positive territory. Nobody did that last month, Eddie. Nobody did that in May. Uh, that's a little disturbing to me. So uh, if, if you want to be depressed about New Mexico, be depressed about the national situation, too. Uh, and, and, I, and I put in the piece, Eddie, and, and you and I always make note of this, in the short term, if there's a recession the unemployment problem is not going to deeply uh, exacerbate here in New Mexico because we have so much reliance on government jobs. But give it a full year, give it 18 months, give it two years, and that number could start to really deepen. So uh, right. seven months in a row, we have, you know, arguably the worst governor in America. There's, there's a lot of competition for that. There's a lot of competition for that. I would say, Shelley, 
certainly top three worst governors. And uh, if the Ronchetti's campaign is uh, smart, Eddie, they will be trotting this statistic out seven months in a row now. Ronchetti will be a two-term governor. You write that down? Okay, I got it. He'll win the re-election. Not only will he win in November, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'll say that he'll win 26. We are at... Okay, so let me do my math in my head. Um, Jim, you can grab a mic if you want. Uh, we got uh, Jim Hammond in here hanging out. Uh, well, the, the mics are over there. we got to go to the other side. All right, so I'm just figuring something out here. The national unemployment rate is, is what right now? 3.6. Okay, uh, tell me the top five and give me the bottom five. Oh, sure. Uh, it's um, unbelievable, but our beloved Utah, which was at 1.9, fell a little there at 2.0 now. Uh, I will give you, let's see, one, two, three. I'll give you the top five. Here we go. Okay. Number one, Nebraska, 1.9%. Okay. Number two, Minnesota, 2.0%. Okay. They are tied with Utah at 2.0%. Okay. Uh, number four, New Hampshire, 2.1%. And rounding out the top five, the best states for getting a job is Indiana at 2.2%. Uh, recently adopted uh, right to work, by the way. <laughs> okay. So here's my logic here. All right. So follow me. And then uh, bring up the bottom five. All right. So what I'm going to ask Dow to do, so we're going to take this point uh, as of June 15th. Beware the eyes of June. Right. So at a three-quarter percent increase, I'm tracking five houses. Okay, I'm right now tracking five houses on Zillow in three different areas. Okay. I'm not going to say where, or what, or any of that stuff. I'll reveal that later. Dowd is going to track the top five unemployment at this point based upon what he just stated, and I'm going to have him repeat that. And he's going to track the bottom five. And then what we're going to do is econometrics here. And this is going to tell us, because econometrics is truth. Uh, it's data-driven. Okay, it tells us what is not what we predict is going to be. We're going to let the numbers dictate where we're going. Okay, because the numbers will dictate where you're going. So the best way to do it is to take a sample size within that. There's going to be all sorts of shakeups. We know that of the bottom five at this point in time, there's something that got those, got those states to that point. We also know that there's something that got those states to the top five. So, for example, we take the top five again. It is Utah, red. Nebraska, red. Uh, what were the other three? Uh, Indiana, pretty red. red. Yep. Uh, New Hampshire, very red for New England. <laughs> yep. And, and the, Minnesota, which is sort of light between. blue. Yeah, yeah light blue. blue. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So, and then we're going to take, but we also know that uh, Minnesota has the top corporate, uh, third highest uh, Fortune 500 companies in Minneapolis. So uh, we do know that. And that's why the Democrats are focused so hard on destroying that city. Bottom five, Dowd, New Mexico. Yep, uh, Nevada, the, the the casino capital, unfortunately, number two. Uh, Alaska, number three. Illinois, deeply blue, number four. And Pennsylvania, pretty blue, number five. So we will be, be able to determine who is going to be president in 2024 based upon, we call it the delta in econometrics. So it, we're going to look at those five, top and bottom, okay? And there's, there's no lying about these numbers. We're going to see whether or not the bottom moves faster than the top in terms of their delta, okay? Which means the overall change. If we look at that 
that's going to be indicative of which way this will go. Does the top lose more or does the bottom lose more in terms of their overall employment? Okay. That's what we're going to say. Can, can the worst get worser? That's not even a word. But, you know, can the worst get worser or will the top get worser? What is a better insulator? What is a better policy angle on this? What are the uh, long-term effects? You know, are the businesses that are located in these five states in the top five worse than the businesses that are located in the bottom five? My guess, and Dow sent me another article on Nevada, will it change to be red, is going to be them trying to stave off the inevitability of just how bad the blue policies are for their state. And so if Laxalt wins, who's Domenici's son, who we are all going to help, by the way, uh, if Laxalt wins, which he likely, in my opinion, will, I think, what is he ahead, what, two and a half, three percent, I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cortez right. there is in trouble. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that Laxalt's going to be your next governor. Ron Ketty will be your next governor in the state of New Mexico. And and it's not going to be easy for him. I mean, we're going to be playing defense for the next three to five years while he's in office because they're going to try and say, oh, the McCluskey machine, oh, there's a, you know, Ron Ketty is like, well, and we're going to be saying, no, you got to change your legislature. So then, you know, that's just the first piece of it. The first piece is getting a Republican governor into office. And then the next piece is us expanding upon this and just literally hitting the, the entire state legislature uh, place by place. And then, then going back and probably after becoming governor, redefining and uh, realigning the, the markets. Like the Democrats aren't in trouble. The Democrats will lose at this point. I can almost guarantee you this. I can almost guarantee you that the Democrats are going to lose. It, the red wave isn't going to be a red wave. It's just going to be not a blue wave. <laughs> That's what we can say, okay? And it's going to be enough to change the states going forward. And then it's going to be just putting one foot in front of the other over the next eight years, very slowly, hedging in, reining in expectations, not getting too rah-rah about everything, saying we're going to, oh, we're going to storm the palace and we're going to win it all and things are going to... No, it's not going to happen that way, okay? This is going to be a war of attrition over the next eight years, and you're going to be battling back. And the end goal is going to be right back where they started from, which is reversing the Energy Transition Act. And that's going to be having a hell of a lot to do with changing culture. Bringing back the Texans, bringing back the oil people... Uh, bringing back the conquistadores, uh, you know, it's going to be a cultural battle. So that's the way that this is going to go. So if you're digging in for the next eight years with me, you were sitting in until 2030 to see how this, and I hope that this recording for you will always be here so that you can hold me to all of this and say, hey, you know what, Eddie was telling us that this is going to happen, okay? Because now we're going into, here's, here, here's the broader spectrum of everything that's happening, okay? This is the big picture, right? and I see all of it. I see 100% of it. I'm very confident, okay? In the grand scheme, in the big picture, this deep dive is going to hit New Mexico later than it hits us. If Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, wants to have any success in her life and at all past this year, she has to pray and hope that it doesn't hit New Mexico quite as fast as it is, but it already is because you see the unemployment rate. So we have to amplify that message that that's there. The downturn isn't going to be slight. You're going to see a run on the markets. You're going to see a run overall and everything. You're going to see joblessness. We're not going to have a housing market crash in the state of New Mexico because there's way too many people who work for the federal, state, and local governments to be laid off to lose their homes, okay? They're going to be sitting on there and say, hey, things are pretty good here. No, it's not like my friends in Arizona and Nevada. They have it kind of tough over there. Come on over. I say, come on over. We'll make some beans and 
and uh, have you some cervezas and have a good time on the weekends and you don't have to worry about your house losing 30%. You know, no, it, it's, it's going to be bad, okay? So as the next two to three years happen, we get to 2025, you're going to start to see a turn. We're going to have the same conversation three years from now. The same conversation will be, let's sample again the top five and the bottom five. And then we're going to say, okay, what are those states doing now that we're climbing back up? Are we going to see those top five states and the bottom five states? What behaviors will they exhibit? This is science, folks. Okay, this is political science, economics. Okay, let's blend it together. What, are, what policies are they pushing forth? What trends do we see in their policies that are going to change things? And how fast are they going to accelerate out of this? Are they going to rock it out of this? That's what we're going to look at going forward. So we'll do this again. Dow's going to basically, just like he's done with right to work, just like he's done with everything else, we're going to trace these five states at this moment in time because, Dowd, repeat what you have said. What Dowd has said and what he's evaluated is so profound that if you walk away with anything else out of this broadcast, this needs to be your very top thing. Dowd has seen something that he has not seen before. And he has been tracking this stuff, and he did not see it before until this moment. So the market has already reacted. We're already in recession, okay? We're headed towards the depression. It's coming. Yes, the depression is coming. So, Dowd, uh, repeat the stat, please. Yeah, uh, you know, since I've been tracking this monthly nightmare of New Mexico leading the nation in unemployment, the good news has been, and it's always been good, a couple of states, usually between, say, three and five every month since I've started this, have finally added enough jobs to get back to the level where they were before the lockdown insanity. Uh, for example, uh, in April, when the April data came out, we had, I believe it was Rhode Island, Kentucky, Missouri, and Indiana were the four states that had finally climbed their way back. Uh, and this happens every month. So I was targeting about seven states that looked like they were good prospects for climbing their way back into net right. positive territory in May. Wyoming, Arkansas, North Dakota, Ohio, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Minnesota. Minnesota. You know, I thought maybe three or four or five of them, of those seven, would get their way back because they were the closest to climb their way back. A grand total of zero of those zero. seven states, not, not to mention all the other nightmare places like New Mexico and Vermont and California, nobody climbed their way back to net positive growth last month. And again, that's the first time I've seen it since I did this, I've been taking a dive on this particular metric. So, Eddie, that suggests to me that, you know, employers in these states are... Uh, they're they're as wary as employers in a lot of other states. And again, if you've had any interaction with cancer, they know that detecting the cancer as early as possible is the best way to combat it. That's what we're yep. doing here. That's what you found here. So uh, on a practical level, I just want to say this. Get your credit cards paid off today. Make sure that you get as much as your house paid off today. Uh, make sure that you're happy where you're doing and what you're doing uh, as, as much as you possibly can. You know, get rid of every single thing that you possibly can so you're prepared for whatever might uh, ail us uh, going forward. And that's the best thing that I can say. You know, it's time to bat down the hatches, hunker down. We're prepared here. It's going to be the next three to five years. And, uh, folks, uh, I'm telling you, just be prepared because it is definitely the, – the tide has changed. But at the undercurrents is what we're talking about you're about to see the tide itself uh, change in the next three to six months. Those are going to be the late reactors, and uh, that's where you're going to see the problems. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hour two just for you right here in the ABQ on AM1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here on this Friday, June the 17th. Mark it down, uh, what I've said, and 
what we're predicting, what we're saying, what we're thinking, all right here. As always, we love having you right here in the Kiva. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. I'm breaking in, shaping up, then checking out on the prison bus. This is in the apocalypse. Whoa, I'm waking up. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 Friday afternoon, hour two, coming at you from the ABQ, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, but not for long. Uh, we're going to just go back to our total revenue-generating uh, portion to uh, keep doubt here. Uh, we're going to put the clampdowns and uh, just do that and I don't have to worry about anything else because, honestly, I just don't got the time. If I don't get paid, I don't care about it. And uh, D-Dowd Muska in here in the ABQ just for you, the Dow 3000. We're going to get to some more economic uh, news. Boy, that top of the hour, they're going to hear about that. I don't want to hear about Father's Day gifts for men uh, having to do with breast reduction or plastic surgery. Could there be a more ill-timed report than that one? I was like, what are you talking about? Plastic surgery, uh, breast reduction, nose job. Like, no, no one's buying their dad plastic surgery or Botox even. I mean, no Gary Cooper did. never had plastic surgery. <laughs> I am not to look like Gary. He was a handsome man. He's a handsome man. So. Um, great. Uh, if, if, if you didn't hear me at the beginning of the show, uh, hear me now. Uh, tomorrow's a great Great day of uh, broadcast programming all day long. Just keep it locked and loaded on Roku TV, on the rockoftalk.tv, soon-to-be-paid app. I just got the conversion. Uh, this is pretty cool. You're going to have to pay for that app, just like you, you pay for anything else. So I pay for the Criterion channel. I play. I pay for the Berliner Philharmonic. I pay for, um, let's see, I love Criterion. I'm still I'm still hitting my my Italian. I think I've watched uh, La Ventura La Not. Uh, like five times a piece. I just just go to sleep to that. I just love it. I'm I'm in love. So it's just it's just good stuff. And then uh, I have the Met Opera, which I watch uh, as well. And that's about the uh, that's about what I I get. I'm pretty good at that. And then I'm I'm almost at a book a week, Dowd. I'm almost. It's gonna take me a long to long way to get there. Uh, I'm I'm like three quarters of a way through a book. 
I need to get to a full book a week. I'm, I'm really trying to do that. And it, it's, it, for me, it's more of a mental thing uh, and a temperament thing. It, it, I think books are more temperament. Like, do you have the temperament to get through there? Can you really lose yourself in the book and, and, and not move away from that? So I'm getting better at that. I've, I've been doing my audible books a week, though. I'm seven behind. I've got seven credits. So uh, my credits are where I've, I've fulfilled my stuff at. And um, I'm trying to do the Full Bill O'Reilly suite. I don't know why, other than he's on our radio station. I'm trying to I'm trying to do Rush Limbaugh as if Rush Limbaugh were still alive. You know, Bill O'Reilly is on the radio stations that we have in here. So but I'm trying to do that. Uh, but tomorrow, a full slate, seven to eight. Saturdays in the salon. We start with our Illy Espresso. By the way, I'm a big espresso guy. Um, that stuff is diving, um, so you can get it cheaper and cheaper. Wine is diving, just so you know, so you can get that cheaper and cheaper. Um Eight o'clock. It's uh, FFU, FU, uh, Freedom Families United. So they'll be on Casey and um, Mike. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> They're really good, Dowd. Um, yeah. And so my goal is to help them. I want them to do what you do. I want them to annotate their own shows and get it up there the way that Natalie and I think I'm. I think I'm still trying to get Natalie stuff up from way back. So she's. Trying to get all that, I and we're, we're we're close to a month behind on our shows too. So <laughs> we're on the twenty fifth, baby. Uh, so hey, 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 I will stop. You're you're still you're still in it. Um, and then nine o'clock, Jeffrey Candelaria. Although Jeffrey Candelaria, I've never seen him actually write anything. So um, he does. Have, he's an attorney, right? I think. No, he's not an attorney. He's a salesman. So, oh, I thought he was a lawyer. Oh, no, no, no. So we're gonna try and do that, and we're gonna do that with the ten o'clock show with. Tigo and Tracy. Tigo writes everything down. And then I don't know if you knew this or not. Did you know that um, all of Dr. Summer's notes are like he like 23 pages? He writes everything down. I know, <laughs> wow. I know. I, I failed to tell you that because for the very reason that, yeah. Yeah. So we got well, he get- can't he can't prepare for the people who call in. That's off the cuff. But 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 the part that he does is all prepared. Wow. Correct. Yes. That's, wow. That, that's it. So, yeah. And then Dowd hasn't been to the radio station to see what I have done. And then uh, going uh, <clears throat> full-scale digital AM. So you won't be able to pick us up on analog in 2023. So we'll hopefully have another uh, way of doing that. But I- I'm telling you right now, folks, like, be prepared for the future and listen in to the Kiva because we will guide you. I'm, I'm so confident we'll guide you the right way. I know that we'll do it because we don't have – you know, it's not our bottom line that we're trying to feed here. I can tell you that much right now. If it were, if, if we were focused on the bottom line, we'd be doing a, a, a much different thing. You know, giveaways, slinging T-shirts and all sorts of Like, that just hasn't been my interest. I just don't like that uh, that much. So, uh, Dowd sent me a bunch of articles, um, which we were supposed to cover, what, two days ago, I think. And uh, we, of course, got to get to the uh, transgender stuff. Um, it, by the way, that whole agenda is going to go away. Just because people are being like, what the hell? Why are we even focused on this stuff uh, at all? Um, we'll just uh, start with today's good news. This is from yesterday, um, Dowd. Finance.yahoo.com. Consumer spending is running out of steam and the market isn't ready for it. Are we spending more money than we ever have? Uh, or are we finally sort of uh, cutting it off? Credit card data show that spending in May was just 10% higher from the same month last year. Not good. Not at the same rates as it was before. People are spending a hell of a lot less. And uh, Dowd, I'm, I'm sure you are as well. You know, uh, it's been... <laughs> I like 
to use technology for my convenience, but uh, you know, not having to come down I twenty five every day and save on that gasoline, uh, being you. right right here, uh, that is that is not a uh, that's not a bad thing. And I actually just learned I'm going to be taking care of the girls over in Corrales for five days in early July, which means I won't be driving to Corrales every day. So, um, oh wow, the good and doubt I did. I just want to say in these inflationary times, I did find a little bit more money for you. So that's uh, oh that's well, thing, I, so. I, I don't yeah. say no to that. Um, yeah. Eddie, it's it's different though. You know, I, I I'm a single guy. I have very few, uh, very few wants and next to no needs. You know, I'm thinking about my my pal, uh, my pals Natalie and Jaybird. I mean, a lot of people are raising families. Uh, it's a different world for those folks. Um, I don't. I, I it drives me absolutely crazy when uh, our old folks talk about being on fixed incomes because i hate to break this to you senior citizens but a lot of us under the age of 65 are not on unlimited incomes our incomes are pretty fixed too most of the time so i i find that a ridiculous statement but uh i do you know i feel for the old yeah, folks and true. i feel for the families it's uh it's hurting them a heck of a lot more than it's hurting me um so consumer spending is down here's the latest stuff that's uh, coming down the latest softening only started in the last four to six weeks what did we just hear from Dow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just literally heard that none, exactly zero of the seven states that he was tracking were actually increasing in employment, okay? The clampdowns have already started. We've already seen this. We're giving you the undercurrents. The tide is coming in three to six months, if not sooner, okay? Here it is. Barclays credit card data coming through. I have a Barclays credit card. And it's consistent, but you want to get that 740 credit score, by the way, so you, so you don't get a reduction in your credit, just so you know. Uh, work with Mike Ramos. A uh, report on Wednesday said that retail purchases fell 0.3% in May. What's it going to fall in June? What's it going to fall in July? Follow those numbers. That way you can track and see. This is easy stuff. Now, I got to say, you know, CPI, the consumer price, and like that is just the most ridiculous idea about learning about the world i'm going to tell you why is it, it it might as well be anything you yourself can come up with your own cpi in your own world okay now let's look at it this way you want to become an economist you want to know which way the world is going for you personally survey your habits survey what you buy track it Find out the supply chain that supplies those numbers and then see whether or not that's going up or down. In addition to your budgets that you guys all do, because you guys all do a budget, you have to do a budget. You can't, you can't actually be above ground these days and actually not have a budget, okay? And here's what I want you to do. Track those numbers and see if they're headed up or down. And then modify and see whether or not these things are actually helping you or hurting you. And then make those adjustments. It's a small, practical sort of nudging type of thing to do. But if you do that, if you focus on those things, trust me, I guarantee you 100% you will be successful, okay? There are things that you need to pay for and there are things that are like, well, you should pay for it because, well, it's this thing that you should definitely have. Don't tell, tell yourself that you should have the things that the world tells you to have. You decide what you think that you need and want. And hopefully your wants are gonna become decreased so that you're just focused on what your needs are. So by that, it could be anything. I don't care if you're like into skateboards or if you're into, you know, hard rock or, you know, playing sports or whatever it is. There's a basket of goods and it is your basket of goods. It is not the CPI. The CPI can be anything. 
Unfortunately, the CPI has come up with its own little CPI, and it tells you more or less what it is. Those are indexes. Come up with your own personal index to understand what that is, and then start to track whether or not those prices for the things that you buy. And if you buy stuff on subscription from Amazon, I don't care, okay? Notice what's happening on Amazon. You're going to see red line reductions to get rid of inventory. Every time that you go on Amazon now, what are you seeing? Reduction of 19%, 27%, 25%, down 33%. Like, if you look at all these types of things, you're like, and I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm absolutely fascinated by what I'm seeing. I've never seen more reductions in the pricing of things than I am right now. And it's day-to-day. One day, one thing can cost $103. The next day, it, it costs $65. bucks. i am telling you, we'll look at this stuff. These guys are slashing their prices. There isn't like a fixed market price for anything. But one of the things that they are un- understanding is the inflationary pressure and the need to unload inventory because the longer they have to carry it on their books, especially when people are losing the value, the purchasing. Does anybody remember this purchasing power? We had something called PPP in, e- in development economics called purchasing power parity. Okay, So country to country in development economics, it's, 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 my, it's one of my favorite things, right? We also have something called HDI, the Human Development Index. It's, it's kind of a fun thing. It's something that I enjoyed a lot, okay, because it was a way for me to say, well, you know, things in Bolivia versus things in, I don't know, Cuba versus things in the United States. And you can see more or less, like, how well off people were mentally, physically, spiritually. Literally, you could see this type of stuff in the HDI. And it's a bit of a lefty, progressively thing, but it is a good thing. And unfortunately, the World Bank tries to feed this crap, and they try to drive these numbers as if it's – it all needs to be equitable. It all needs to be even. That doesn't work that way. Look at they pull out the HDI and say, okay, this is what this country is doing, and this is what they're doing well. And if they do it well, that's what you want to be there for. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to leave the United States. Why would you leave the United States? Your human development uh, index number would be like through the floor. You'd suck, and you'd be like trying to figure out half the day how to get clean potable water. Like, why would you move to that place? Oh, it sounds good. It sounds exotic. I could write my friends back home and Tell them how good off I am. Like, you're an idiot. You're a total moron. Nothing is better than what we have here in the United States. Preserve the way of life by voting for values that actually work and for our bottom line. Okay. So back to this purchasing power parity. Your purchasing power is literally diluting as we speak. Every day that goes by, as inflation goes up, as the cost of money goes up, your purchasing power goes down. All right. Sounds terrible. Sky is falling. Wrong. You're going to use data to improve your situation. Okay. Does anybody grow up? I grew up around garage sales. There's always a fire cell, right, down the street. And someone's unloading stuff. They're like, oh, my gosh, I found this for a dollar or two dollars. Right. Like the ultimate example of this is I found a Picasso painting for $10. And you didn't know it was Picasso painting. Like you just like, whoa. He's sitting on a million dollars, and then that's the story and drives everybody to these types of things, okay? <laughs> Eddie, you're just, you're just making me think of the time I bought a, uh Irish step stool from a very high-end catalog back when I uh, – one of the very brief times in my life when I was making good money, and my sister had come over from Scotland to, to visit, comes back several times a year, and she looked at it and said – Dude, you could have probably gotten something very equivalent to that at a good at a good yard sale for five bucks. <laughs> okay, so if you're sitting on cash and you're sitting on credit, all right, and you have no debt, 
and you're happy where you are. You're the richest man you know. You have no debt. You have full credit. And you're happy where you are. You're the richest man you know. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, do not be a bleeding heart. Do not be a bleeding heart. If you want to be generous, go pet a dog. Okay? There are people who have literally got themselves into these fixes because it's sort of like when Mike Ramos comes on tomorrow. Mike is going to come on and say, you know, well, I've got this. He's going to say, well, you should probably file for bankruptcy. Oh, that's a terrible thing to do. Who would want to file for bankruptcy? What are you going to go through the next three to five years when you bought all this kind of stuff, okay? Well, if you've caught up on all this stuff, the people who are going to get ahead are the people who are going to end up filing for bankruptcy and leave the bank holding the bag on the money that they got for next to nothing because they decided to lend it to something because they want to do some predatory lending. If you know your rights, guess what? You'll never have to pay for all that stuff that you quote-unquote paid for. Sounds terrible, right? Doesn't that sound awful? I think that sounds awful. Those are the worst of the worst. But unfortunately, those be like, why do good things happen to bad people? Well, because we know the damn rules, folks. Because they understand how the game is played. And they realize that there's winners and losers, and they don't want to be a loser. And so they decided to stay up a little bit late. They decided to figure out a way to grind it out and cheat somebody out of something. But is it really cheating if the bank all the time was cheating you and trying to reduce you to nothing? Like, think about that for a second. If these banks ultimately were to do what's ultimately predatory lending and driving up these interest rates and then passing it on to you, well, these banks aren't going to care, right? They get bailed out by the government anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm just being honest with people. Yeah I'm, just, yeah. I'm just trying to be honest, okay? I think I care about five people in my life. Honestly. Well, I, seven. Truly. Seven people. Okay. That is your sort of moral area where you need to do the right thing. When times are tough and things are down, you don't need to care about what other people think about you. You really don't. What you need to focus on is how to strive, how to survive, right? Not to take a nosedive. You need to figure out how to strive, how to survive, okay? Because it's going to be all about me, 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 me. Because if you don't make it me, 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 and you don't become a rational actor. Because all of you guys have been becoming very irrational. You're like out of your mind, stupid. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give this up because the people in the Ukraine, they need to survive. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and do this because I need to stand up for transgender, bisexual, homosexual, black lives matter. Like, you know what? All that stuff out the door. When you're worried about what your kids have to put into their mouth or what house is a shelter is over your head or way it's going to look for you for the next whatever, no one's going to care about that. You're not going to think about community. You're going to think about what the hell I got to do to go ahead and make the bill, pay the bills, dang it. <laughs> you will see them as the frivolities they always were. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what they are. See, we have a rich people problem. That's why people be buying the $500 Nikes. Yeah, I like I couldn't figure this out. Dad, did I ever tell you about I couldn't figure it? Look at this. I can't figure this out. This has taught me every single thing that I need to know about. Yes. yes. Economy. I can't figure out why it turns heads. I never bought Nikes in my life. What the hell do I have a need for Nikes for? 
All I know is that somehow, some way, people are dropping. That we have our drop today. Yeah, the new Yeezys are out. They're like fifty. Like, oh yeah, you you think you're gonna be paying six fifty for Yeezys in three months? Track it. Go to go go to Star X, Strap X. I don't know what the heck it's called. Okay, Stock X. That's what it is. You ain't gonna be paying six fifty for Yeezys. By the way, did you know who's named in the Epstein stuff? Yeah, Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye's in there. Yeah, I told you, Jay Z, Kanye, all of them. Hell yeah, is there sex involved? And hell yeah. Mm-mm. All right, let's get back to uh, let's get back to basics. Everything you need to know for you to survive is around you. Develop your own economic index, all right? Start figuring out if things are more expensive for what you buy and figure out, divide what you, uh, what you want between what you need and become ascetic, okay? Like a monk. Okay? For those of you who don't know what the word is, it just, just means just actually just slimming down to the bare bones minimum. Become ascetic. What do I need? Count the moves, count the steps, count the seconds, count the minutes, count whatever. Okay, drill down on those numbers, baby. They're, that's your science. That's that's the ABCs of me. That's what you got to do, okay? Trust me on this, okay? And you will be just fine. Think about what you want to do and write out everything five years and repeat it to yourself. Five years, every single day. What do you want the world to look like in five years? That's it. We're not focused on 23, 24. Oh, we're going to go go ahead and, uh, you know, go to the corner, go be patriots. Well, it's like, no, no, focus on you. Focus on you. The rest is taking care of itself. It already is. People are already deciding that they're going to go ahead and, oh, I don't want to be on unemployment or, you know, oh, we're not going to be able to get a job or we're sh-. like everyone's already thinking about themselves. Okay. Let's go to the next story here. Let's just kind of go through this line by line. Four-week average of initial claims hits the highest level since March. This is from AIER. I think the best economic research institute there is. Really solid. Yeah. I can't think of anything that comes out of this Dow that I'm like thinking to myself, like I, I disagree with this. I feel like if and, I, and, and very understandable for non-economists, non-policy analysts. Very understandable. Here's the news: initial claims for regular state unemployment fell three thousand for the week ending. June 11th coming in at 229K. The previous week's 232 was revised up from 229 and was the highest result since January 15th. A long-term historical comparison initial claims remain very low. Four-week average rose for the ninth time in 10 weeks. Coming in at 218,500 and its highest average since March 12th. What do we know about March 12th? Three weeks after the Ukrainian war, everything shifting in the wrong direction we're looking at these numbers moving very quickly Dowd, if you go back and you look at uh let's see 2020 it looks like maybe the beginning we're at 5.8 state continuing claims rose for the second time in three weeks we're going to be back to those levels what do we have one four i'm looking at these numbers we're going to be at those levels back by probably september of this year write that down the number of ongoing claims for state unemployment Programs total 1.256 million. We'll be closer to five and a half million by the end of summer. That's how quickly this is going to go. You hear that? That's triple. 
actually, but almost quadruple. What am I saying? I didn't even do the math there. Latest results are combined federal and state programs, but the total number of people claiming benefits in all unemployment programs, 1.282 million for the week ending. Now, let's think about this. This is really important. When you think about what is going to be driving these layoffs, what drives the layoffs? Lack of capital, lack of opportunity, forecasts don't look good, okay? Now, what happens when you have from 1.4 to 5.8 initial claims that come in, okay? These are initial unemployment claims. Dow just told you about the seven states that decided to not move in the wrong direction. That number will probably jump somewhere between two point, what are we, two point two two hundred twenty nine. We're going to probably go somewhere around the 300,000 in the next two weeks. By July, we'll hit 300,000. I'd say by about August, we'll hit about 450 to 500,000. And by September, right about that time, the initial claims will probably be somewhere between eight to 900,000. All it takes is a couple of Amazon layoffs signaling what's going to happen underneath it, right? How are we going to lay off 200,000 jobs? 200,000 jobs for Amazon? There it is. There's your 200 on top of what already exists. There's your 500. It's not hard to extrapolate here. These are initial claims for state unemployment benefits in the thousands. More good news. <laughs> Today's good news. <laughs> Cosmetics giant Revlon files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Uh, unemployment's at an all-time low. Capital's never been more free. Uh, things have never been better. How does uh, Revlon file for bankruptcy protection? Oh, because they're a rational actor. They understand that Chapter 11 allows them, and if they do it first, they're going to be the first to come out. No, Revlon isn't going to go out of who, who was the famous Revlon girl? Who was the woman that was on Groundhog Day? Wasn't she a Revlon girl? Oh, Andy McDowell. Andy yeah. McDowell, I think she was. Yeah. Revlon filed for uh, bankruptcy protection. This is a smart company. It grappled with a debt load and a snarled supply chain. And it's like, okay, we've got our excuses. There it is. And the guys probably went out for a big champagne. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams after this. They're like, oh, we're going to be in business in 20 years and nobody else will be doing it because we decided to file for BK protection first. Company said it expects to receive six hundred million in debtor in possession financing from its existing lender base. <laughs> Literally, as it, it says that to support its day-to-day operate, that's what they get for their bankruptcy protection. Is it an embarrassment? Are they going to go bankrupt? No, they're just using the tool that's going to allow them to survive for the next decade. Revlon is the first major consumer-facing business to file for bankruptcy protection and what has been a years-long pause for distress in the retail sector. If you're all along social media, what do you see? Everybody just grooming up, looking good, wearing clothes, doing makeup. You think Revlon's really losing from all this stuff? They're figuring out a way to reorganize their books so they can file something like this that will allow them to go ahead and get out, and then they get to blame everything in their past. They're a rational actor. A rational actor. That's what you're going to end up being. A rational actor. You're going to think about yourself first. That's what people are going to do. And if you don't, you're going to find yourself on the losing end. Oh, we can take care of you. We got plenty of money. Well, you have no idea what's about to hurt you. Revlon had a long-term debt of $3.31 billion. I wonder how much they're going to be able to write off of that debt. How many of the companies that it actually owes will it not have to pay? Eddie, how does that work? What do you mean? <laughs> well, they filed for bankruptcy, you idiot. They allowed them to do it. Company's market cap was $123 million as of the close of trading on Wednesday. Wait, you have a market cap 
There's nobody trading your 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 stock. That's uh, thirty times less than what your total long term debt is. Yeah, they're gonna. <laughs> I thought I had money problems. <laughs> Has a total sales of about one point nine billion in twenty twenty, down twenty one percent from twenty nineteen levels. So their business rebounded in twenty twenty, and Revlon's revenue is still below pre pandemic levels. So here you go, all the startups, including Kylie Jenner's. Kylie Cosmetics and Rihanna's Fenty Beauty have also challenged Revlon as it buys for younger consumers' dollars. What's going to end up happening? Well, Kylie isn't going to be built for this, and now there's Rihanna. <laughs> Revlon's going to come back and buy these guys up by acting poor, right? You remember the poor person down the street who had the garage sale who's, like, suddenly buying that, uh, that repoed house, right? There you go. Just simple economics. Go to Zero Hedge. Zero Hedge is uh, always ahead of the curve, right? U.S. US housing starts permits collapse in May. Oh, take it from people who know. Well, who knows? They went through it in 2008. They won't be fooled again. You know, these housing companies are very, very smart. They know greed. They know people. They know how it goes. This is sort of a remarkable thing. Amid surging layoffs in the real estate market, slumping home builder sentiment, soaring rates, and plunging mortgage apps, it's no surprise that analysts expected a drop in housing starts. Down 2.5% month over month, respectively. What do you think that number is going to be? Dow track that. But it should be down three times that next month. The numbers were destroyed as housing. Remember, this is pre the three-quarter point increase. The average mortgage yeah. in the country is now 5.78%. As of the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Pre-stock market crash, too. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. The drop was even more pronounced in housing starts for multifamily or rental units collapse. Single-family starts down 9.2%. Multifamily down 26.8%. Year over year. You think? What do you think is happening there? They're thinking about themselves first, and they're ready. They're prepared. No debt. They have any debt. They're going to get it resolved because they'll file for bankruptcy first right but they won't need to do that because they never decided to go ahead and start laying out a bunch of cash and a bunch of capital they literally created the supply chain constraint that you see in the housing market they didn't roll out new product because they were anticipating this all along this is what created this last in first out you know what i just said i'd love to hear from you 550 50 500 that's 550 500 if you want to go ahead and text in that, by the way, I don't want to peel that uh, onion anymore. Uh, I'd rather let that uh, sort of peel itself because there is a lot to unravel there. <clears throat> I feel so prepared for this conversation, Doubt. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I, you really, are. I really am very well prepared for this conversation because I went through this in Vegas. I don't know that there's another person who could communicate what is being communicated to you right now besides me based upon what I've seen. Well, not only did you go through it in Vegas, you were not one of the people to jump off a very high building in Vegas. <laughs> well, and for the very reason, my my dad is the smartest person I know. I think I, I've, I've told you this. Like, I yeah, literally, yeah. if my dad says something, I'm like, okay, there's something to what he's saying. So I pay attention to what he's saying. He's good at the big thing. He just understands. My my dad, my dad was telling me, <laughs> he was telling my son earlier this week, he's like, uh, did you know that I started a business at your age? 
was telling my she was telling my son how he hired two other people to mow the lawns while he collected the money. Ten <laughs> 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 years old, I'm like, of course he did. <laughs> Fed's biggest rate hike since 1994 means millions more home buyers may be priced out of the housing market. Oh, not so fast. Not so fast. They aren't going to be priced out. They're actually going to be priced in. Again, something that the news media fails to understand. What are you seeing? I'm seeing it amongst the six houses that I'm tracking in three different markets. A high and a low, a high and a low, and a high and a low in three different markets. Okay? What am I seeing? Price cut. Is that indicative of the market? No. It is not. There are people who will need the money. And there are people who don't. Someone who bought their house at $500,000 at a 2.5% interest rate will be like, hell no, I'm not selling. I'll just wait another 15 years. It'll be backing up at 500000 soon enough. I don't have to worry about it. And they're praying to God. They're praying to God that nobody around them decided to go ahead and, you know, buy their house for, you know, that. And then bails out at three and sells it for $300,000. Because it'll hurt their phone, their their comp. There's three different ways to appraise um, uh, a house or any real estate, for the example. There's the comp, right? There's the construction replacement value. So you have the replacement value, and then there's the, of course, the investment value, right? So if you're just basically looking as far as comps, it's price you know, per square foot. That's not the best way to do it, by the way. If you're looking at a price per square foot basis, like. You know, one man's uh, one man may have a terrible kitchen, have a horrible you know backyard, and decided to sell it at I don't know ninety bucks a square square foot. Same house, same floor plan, same everything. Down the street, sold at one forty. Why did it sell for one forty? Well, because the person actually spent some money on that type of thing. Comping is not a great way to go. Replacement <laughs> cost is okay because we know sticks and bricks ultimately make whatever house happens to be. So you actually have to take it as some of its parts, and you look at it, you say, okay. Well, let's look at the uh, actually replacement value. How much would it cost to build this house today versus what it would cost to build in, uh, initially, right? And you'd be like, okay, well, this is what it costs to build today. So that's about what it's worth. That's a more honest way, right? Investment, well, that can be a slippery slope. But right now, given the lack of supply, investment's probably the best way to actually look at the actual value of house because we know that everybody needs a house. And because everybody needs a house, we know everybody needs to live somewhere, someplace, and they need to pay a certain price, all right? But unfortunately, they're going to pay a certain price plus whatever so that they can go ahead and live. That's the actual investment value because they aren't making more houses because these guys decided that they aren't rolling out more houses. They're not going to be uh, once bitten, twice shy here. It's not going to happen, okay? These home builders, they want to stay solvent. They want to build again for the next climb out of this. And they're going to be ready and willing. And they'll say, okay, well, I feel a little bit better this time around. It's going to take a couple of uh, market downturns for them. Unfortunately, the last market downturn was so long ago. You're like, when's the last market downturn? Well, uh, it was 14 years ago. Yeah. And they got hurt. I remember Toll Brothers, KB Homes, all the rest of them. I remember you know, the mortgage companies that were out there. I mean, I was involved in real estate. I saw what these people went through. It was horrible. It was horrible. Fed's biggest rate height since 1994 means millions more home buyers may be priced out of a housing market. They won't be priced out. Okay, 
You're going to take advantage of people who need to bail, need to be first. You need to have the right realtors. And the, the good realtors, like Tigo and Tracy, are going to be able to go and say, hey, here's what you need to buy this house at. Buy it today. Let's get it done. You'll be fine. <laughs> get your rate, and you're set to go, and this is what it is. And look at it on the long term. That's what you're going to do, okay? And you're going to be happy living there. That's the key right there. And you don't, you're not going to... You're, you're not going to say, well, uh, well, I'm so glad. I don't want to take advantage of these people. No, no, stop. <laughs> stop being stupid. Yes, exactly right. These people probably voted Democrat are probably plenty of stupid and you know decided to go ahead and borrow as much as they possibly can. And they said, oh, I'm going to have my job forever. And then they don't. Okay. You're going to have to walk into situations and take advantage of, of situations. That's what you do. Okay. You don't have to act like you're taking advantage of a situation, but take advantage of a situation that's there and be first. Be first. There are three ways to win. Should we, should we do this again? Be first, be smarter, or cheat. Don't cheat. Okay? So be first or be smarter. I'm helping you be smarter. Is that, is that fair, Dowd? I mean, I, don't know. I didn't get where I am because I'm intelligent. <laughs> Feel like we should play that today. I don't know. Now, Speak to me to... as if you were, as if I were a, a third grader or a golden retriever. <laughs> now, now, do you want? Do you want me to do the Espa blotter today? Today feels like. Oh, I have today. news on that. There is no Espa blotter this week, and I I reached out to them what? via Twitter. I reached out to them via Twitter, and they haven't gotten back to me. I'm so angry. Do you think? I think our Espa, Espa blotter has gotten uh, way too much notoriety. <laughs> we might have just put it down. We're we're gonna we're gonna have to make our own Espa Espa blotter. Or we'll have to retell. We'll have to go. Can we go into the archives and pull the old Espa blotter? <laughs> we, 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 we could always do that. Yes. Yeah, I think we might just need to go. Evergreen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's all the same. 1972 is the same as 2022, bro. There's a, a person at the drive in harassing, harassing order takers. Yes. 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 Tarps. There's a person under a tarp in Espanola. There it is. Someone's yelling at the clouds in Espanola. He's screaming. He's yelling. Why is everyone yelling? <laughs> desperate measures. No desperate measures. There, there's, there's no desperate measures at this point. We've printed as much money we can. We, we, there's no desperate measures. No one's going to come in and save you. There's no bailout money anymore. It's all over. It's over, bro. We shot our wad. Hey, the government's <laughs> not going to be printing any more checks. Michelle Lujan Grisham can't play Santa Claus anymore, no. That's it. No more checks. Are you saying the money tree in D.C. has died? Every man for himself, no. <clears throat> Here we go. Here's Redfin CEO. I actually like Redfin. Redfin's not great in this market, but it, it's uh, great across uh, bigger primary markets. <clears throat> We could be facing years, not months, of fewer home sales. I don't think they're look. I don't think they have a good idea. I actually think that there's going to be an acceleration of home sales. Yeah, you're 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 running counterintuitive on this, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I, there's only one. Reason. Well, experience based. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you right now because people need to find capital. Where's your capital? It's in your house. Equity, For most people, bro. yeah. Well, the house, man. Just sell it. Crank the cash. We need the money. I'm going to crank the cash. You bought it back in 2018. 
there's still some equity in there. No, sell it. We'll we'll live off the seventy thousand for the next two years. It'll be good. Ramen and macaroni every day and tortillas. Don't forget, we got three stimmy checks coming from Michelle this summer. Oh yeah, that's really good. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have an electric scooter. Redfin and Compass are laying off employees, citing weakness in the housing sector as the driver for the cuts. Okay, so I'm going to tell you why there's going to be more houses sold, not less. Okay? Because people are going to try, oh, my house is worth a million dollars! Did you see? <laughs> it's on Zillow. It's worth a million dollars. I'm like, well, I bet you're willing to take 800 I bet you if I just let you there cook that in that pot, I'll bet you buy, I'll bet you sell that house for 800 I'll get you, bet you guaranteed there's somebody down the street, $800,000 ready to buy a house. Well, after all, Susie, we did buy it at 640 Housing prices did increase by 32% year over year. Well, our $640,000 house, uh, well, we got, we made $130,000. That's pretty good. We should have sold it back in April before the uh, rates decided to get jacked up, but I didn't think about that. Could I be more right about any of this crap? Honestly, I'm literally, I'm, I could not be more right. Sell your house today. Seriously, folks. There's a place called Tombstone, Arizona, where you can go buy a house. <laughs> go get yourself a double wide. <laughs> All right. Pay off everything. And then make sure you got a generator. Bury it underneath and then kick on the rock of talk and uh you know instead of drinking uh oh i want my ipas at twelve dollars a four pack kick it into the butt ice no they've been doing it for a long time you're just looking for the buzz u.s housing sector cools off housing companies are slashing jobs left and right and and center apparently i don't know what center means one ceo of a real estate company said the job cuts were necessary given how bad things are about to get a layoff is always an awful shock, especially when I've said that we'd go through heck to avoid one, but mortgage rates increase faster at any point in history. History. We could be facing years, not months, of fewer home sales, and Redfin still plans to thrive. What are they doing? Oh, yeah, but everything else I've told you. Every man for himself! <laughs> I'm filing bankruptcy. Mike Ramos told me to. No, he didn't tell you to. Mortgage rates are up on the uh, back of rising inflation with the average on the 30-year fixed rising rates at 14 basis points to 5.23. New data expected Thursday morning. And yes, it was not good. Compass, that went back up. Why? Because they're taking care of their bottom line. Market Watch's Tom Kilgore reported on Redfin shedding 470 jobs. Compass said it's cutting 10% of its workforce. That's this month. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's just uh, <clears throat> make, can I punch up the math here, Dowd? Okay. Oh, I need to punch up the math here. 450 jobs. Here we go. Do the math. Carry the one. 450 jobs times, uh, where's Redfin located? Somewhere in the Silicon Valley. Market Rocket Mortgage, 450 times. Here we go. 
We'll say Seattle, Seattle, Washington. Okay. Um, the uh, median income in Seattle is? Hmm. We'll, just, we'll call it 70000 Hmm. 52. There's yeah, some poverty uh, in Seattle. $32 million is what they're, uh, they're, they're selling, saving about $32 million. If I were to figure that on a mortgage rate, uh, let's see, divided by 0. 0.08. That's about $400 million in real estate that those people own. $400 million in real estate is what those people own. Do you think those people losing those jobs are going to be able to pay their mortgages after what they learned on that? No, I don't think so. I'm going to take a very, very quick break. I'll bring it back in uh, two minutes. Still have Jim Hammond uh, here in studio, so I want to say goodbye to him. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Back with this report in a moment. Oh, where have you been, my blue-eyed son? And where have you been, my darling young one? I've stumbled on the side of twelve misty mountains. I've walked and I crawled on six crooked highways. I've stepped in the middle of seven side forests. I've been out in front of a dozen dead oceans. I've been 10,000 miles in the mouth of a graveyard. And it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard rain. You're gonna fall. Oh, what did you see, my blue-eyed son? And what did you see, my darling young one? I saw a newborn baby with wild wolves all around it. I saw a highway of diamonds with nobody on it. I saw a black branch with blood that kept dripping. So room full of men with their hammers a bleeding. I saw a white ladder all covered with water. I saw ten thousand talkers whose tongues were all broken. I saw guns and sharp swords in the hands of young children. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And it's hard, it's hard rain, we're going to fall. Yes, it is. 5.54, and uh, hard rain is falling here in Albuquerque. That is uh, kind of nice. Uh, maybe a little apropos, maybe too apropos for the last uh, hour of coverage that we've had here on what's going on, what's going on. <laughs> a, lot, a lot is going on. We got... Uh, he down Muscle will return to that. I had Jim still here in the studio. Like, Jim, you're still here? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't uh, reach out. So I sort of felt bad about that. 
Where were we, Dad? Where was all the optimism? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did. You know what? I did find earlier this week. I found five stories that were. More or less optimistic. Let's see if I can find where I put them. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, we already covered one of them because I, I, I one of them was uh, hysterical Yenta and former Republican legislator uh, uh, hates the Department of Health. That I just found that a funny story. That was an uplifting story. But uh, oh, backlash against soft on crime DAs continues mm-hmm. as organizers say they have enough signatures. Let me check this out. Let me load this story to get rid of the LA. Uh, the the district attorney uh, Gascon, Gascon. Uh, recall oh. recall campaign because they of course they did it to uh, what was it, the guy up north right uh, the the L A County soft on crime district attorney Gascon the effort Gascon. received enough signatures to force a referendum on the ballot uh, let's see they told Fox News that organizers reached more than the five hundred and sixty seven thousand signatures they needed by the July sixth wow well before the July sixth deadline. Uh, they want to collect 650000 to ensure a buffer in case county officials declare signatures invalid. Uh, since becoming the top prosecutor in December 2020, Gascon has emerged as a national mascot for California's sweeping crime wave terrorizing residents. Uh, he has, uh, he's barred staff from pursuing sentencing enhancement and has also stopped prosecuting juveniles as adults, no matter how heinous the crime uh here we go further north san francisco residents frustrated by rampant rampant lawlessness and public pooping oh that was just my comment uh under a similarly left-wing reformer decisively voted to remove their da by uh, 55 to 45 percent last week so hey that's that's good news all right so that was number two uh number three was elon is backing ron DeSantis for president Please don't, uh, I don't Elon. Know. Please, please do I, I, not. You're going to ruin this. Man. He's literally he, uh, Elon Musk is controlled opposition. By the way, he is uh, I don't know if that's good news or not. I know there's a lot of e- Elon fanboys who are not necessarily right leaning, so maybe that could help. Maybe that could help DeSantis. No, I'm not, I'm not Elon. Uh, n- number four, Wisconsin documents reveal how much power the uh, union has over making lockdown decisions. The union teacher union, the lazy teacher union, was exposed. And right. finally, a new poll: uh, voters trust Republicans more than Democrats to protect wow. democracy. While the January sixth hearing is underway. Wow! I just thought that was funny. That is good. <laughs> that, the that timing is good. of that is the uh, humor. You have to be. Uh, it's aware. not working, Liz Cheney. Not working. Not oh, working. That's terrible. All right, uh, let's wrap this up. The economy is going to collapse, according to Wall Street veteran Novagratz. We are going to go into a really fast recession. Should be. Uh, I, I reached my limit, Dowd. Want to help me out? I guess Market Watch is now payroll protected. Oh yeah, they, they they're blocking uh, me too. Part of the times for CBS. Uh, well, uh, they can't even offer anything that is free for free. Veteran investor in Bitcoin bull Michael Novogratz. Uh, yeah, that's about as far as I got. Uh, what does Novogratz have to say? Are you behind the paywall? Or yeah, they they blocked me a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, nice. I figured the link you could would work for you. <laughs> no, it didn't work for me. Um, I but I no doubt it's an amazing thing. But I actually read a lot too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> funny. Uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Oz will go down in flames. Flames. Uh, Fetterman, despite the heart attack, uh, what did he have? Anger? Stroke. Stroke. They're going to elect a guy who just had a stroke over Dr. Oz. Okay, that's how bad a candidate Dr. Oz is. (laughs) Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Futterman. Hey, Futterman, Futterman, Futterman. 
Currently holds a nine-point lead over Dr. Oz. That's right. Betterman is 46. Oz, 37. 13% 13%, uh, undecided. He already holds power. Has already been elected statewide. And Dr. Oz is going to have a very difficult time after a, uh, a, a slim count. I think that's what did him in. The fact that it was ever in doubt, I think, is what ultimately did Dr. Oz in. So uh, there you go. And Eddie, I think, you know, this kind of, it's not helping him. I know people probably in Malibu and Manhattan think it's wonderful to run for office as a celebrity if you're Al Franken or something. But, boy, there's a lot of rural parts of Pennsylvania. And Dr. Oz going to gay weddings in Santa Fe, hanging out with Oprah, that's not going to play so great. I agree. Uh, it's going to be hard to get motivated uh, for him, despite the quote-unquote red wave. I don't think we want his face on front of the red wave. Uh, so there you go. Uh, let's see. After years of victory laps, the GOP has actually won a big South Texas race. Maya Flores, uh, I believe she is a Mexican immigrant, if I'm not mistaken, has uh, won Born this. in Mexico, yes. Born in Mexico, Mayra Flores. She's hot, baby. God, family, and good-looking good girl. Good-looking Hey there, good looking. Uh, GOP has spent much of the past year trumpeting its ascendance in South Texas ever since Trump's shocking success in the counties of the Rio Grande Valley to the Gulf between 2016 and 2020. Trump improved his performance in some of the counties, actually shifting to the right, actually, in those areas. Isn't that where all the migrants go? Uh, yep, that's where they go. Democratic odds in the 34th were so favorable that Congressman Vicente Gonzalez, who represents the 15th, decided to move east and run in the Velas district. After Vela announced his retirement, but that tide is uh, changing there in Texas. Texas is going to stay red. Uh, I don't know. That, is there any doubt uh, in mind at, at all? Uh, Ava Longoria pledged long ago she would turn it blue, but it, it's not. It's not working too well for her, is it? Oh yeah, Ava Longoria. Longoria. Yeah, there we go. Uh, how about Nevada? What's Nevada looking like? The Nevada's turning red, baby. Um, according to the DNUs, what is? I've never seen this publication. That's the New York Times, actually. They're just rebroadcasting a New York Times piece. Oh, like they're literally just stealing it and replanting. <laughs> Probably not legally. Reprint them. So, uh, according to this, Nevadans uh, have not done very well since 2004. 2004. Adam McSalt, former state attorney general, whose father, Pete Domenici, was a senator in New Mexico. Yep, that's going to be your next governor. McSalt's grandfather was Paul McSalt, who served both as governor and senator in Nevada. Man, this guy's got pedigree. He's he does. He's in the Kentucky Derby and then stuff. <laughs> you know, he's been on Clay, or Clay and Buck a couple of times. He's pretty well spoken. I think he's solid, too. Um, yep. And he's won statewide races. Uh, I would compare him to Mark Ronchetti. Uh, losing, he, ran, he lost the Senate race, right? Mm-hmm. And then he'll turn around and win the gubernatorial race, which is what we see happening here. Luxalt looks to be ahead of his top primary opponent, Sam Brown, a retired Army captain. He helped Donald Trump's effort to overturn the presidential. He's got both sides of the Republican Party in on his uh, stuff as well and doesn't need to be um, coddling one or the other. So uh, I think it's all in for Luxalt. Uh, doubt he loses. Doubt uh, any thoughts? Yeah, well, just adding, adding to that, uh, of course, Nevada has three – Democratic uh, ho- uh, members of the House and a Republican who's kind of a real pukey Chamber of Commerce guy, but the, they did some redistricting, and the, those three House members in Nevada are all in damn competitive races. Uh, Dina Titus, who's one of the worst human beings oh. who's ever walked the face of the planet, uh, she said the F word to her own 
Democratic Party in Nevada because they changed her district to make it more competitive so they could put more Democrats in the other districts. She's livid over that, and they, somebody publicly covered her F word. The, the, one of the most interesting races in the nation this year, Eddie, is Representative Stephen Horsford. He's a government hack from from way back uh, in northern, you know, north of Las Vegas, north Las Vegas, a lot of where a lot of uh, black voters are. Uh, he's had a little um, marital problems. Uh, his wife, a couple months ago, tweeted uh, she is a some sort of gender race professor in at Columbia. She tweeted that she would quote no longer be silent about the decade-long affair her husband had with a former intern for Senator Harry Reid. This is the wife of a sitting congressman, ladies and gentlemen, a federal politician uh, taking to Twitter to go after her husband. Uh, she tweeted that uh, she didn't like his decision to file for re-election and force us to endure yet another season of living through the sordid details of the hashtag Horsford affair with hashtag mistress for Congress, rather than granting us the time and space to heal as a family. How do we know there was a, uh, a mistress? Because the mistress has done an audio memoir via a podcast uh, calling herself uh, Mistress for Congress. This is a very sordid... Very... This is made for TV. This is what we're, we need to be paying. Is, is this A&E going to get the rights to this? It's very... Uh, so he's replying back over the last few months. So he and his wife, current gross. wife, oh, not, not former wife, uh, they are uh, hitting each other via tweets back and forth over the affair that he uh, had to finally admit to because of the podcast. So What's let's hope that... Uh, like in, the, in this... In, in this uh, it's it's saucy. Sizzling makeup sex, huh? Uh, I just finished the. Uh, tweet about me. I'm going to tweet about you tomorrow. <laughs> and that whore, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> building Superintendent, do you know that a whore lives in this building? Um, I uh, just finished up the uh, Hulu series Pam and Tommy, oh, and I thought yeah. I was in. I thought I was in tabloid heaven for that. No, then I started to read about Congressman Horsford and his wife attacking him on Twitter for his little mistress. Uh, juicy, juicy. This. this is this is <laughs> this is as juicy as it gets. <laughs> In public, running for re-election, ten years. She decides to stay in the marriage. What does he have on her? What does she have on him? Let's see, uh, congressman. H o r s. Yep, f o r d. Uh, his his wife's name is Sonia Douglas. S o n y a d o u g l a s s. This guy is rep. Wow, dang, dang, whoa, <laughs> dang, fifty. Oh, Horsford. Did this guy play ball? Where did he play ball at? I bet you I'm... Uh, let's see how close I am. Oh, North Vegas. What's up? What's up, Steven? You, you. Golden staple life, baby. Let's see what we got here. Congressman Horsford. Wife is... Uh, what did you say? Sonia? Sonia. S-O-N-Y-A. Douglas with two S's. <laughs> Douglas. These names are too good. <laughs> <laughs> she got that Douglas. Yeah, dog. Yeah. She got the horse bird. Let's see. And the, the, the homewrecker's name is Ka Gabriella Linder, okay. former intern for Senator Harry Reid. <laughs> Holy moly, boy. There's all sorts of shenanigans. There she is. <laughs> oh, look at that. She light color, sister. Mm-mm-mm. So she stayed in. She liked the power. 
She liked the notoriety. Hung in there. Let's see what we got here. Oh, she would. She would Georgetown. There she is on Twitter. Sonia Douglas Horsford. Sonia Horsford at Sonia Horsford. S O N Y A. Took his name. Took his name. Took his, that's not all she took. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And then uh, first what, his name, then his dignity. <laughs> yeah. What is uh um thank you for saving me on that one. Uh what what is the name of the what is the name of the um the floozy? Yes, floozy. Oh, <laughs> that that's a term my grandparents' generation would use. I, I don't think we use it quite enough anymore. We uh, we gotta bring back I, 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 I might be the first time I ever said it. What is what is the name? Uh Gabriella G A B R I E. L A Linder L I N D E R L I N D E R. Yep, that's the floozy. Linder. Let's see if we get some. Oh dang! Whoa! Look at that face. Oh, she'd be getting down. Look at that. <laughs> Holy moly! Look at that. Gabriella Linda. Dang, that girl work. Hell yeah, dog! Look at that. Oh yeah, all day long. Wow, he's. Oh, he's an aggressive guy. Uh, apparently, um, the like the uh, light, the pale colored uh, sister ain't doing it for him anymore. He's <laughs> he's going uh, downtown. He's going to he's going ghetto town. And he now now back in the day when I was in Washington, mm. when when you were uh, the woman, the other yeah. woman, you would get an offer from Guccione or Hef, and you could really you know cash in on this. We had yeah. Jennifer Flowers with with Bill Clinton. Uh, and then we had Chuck Chuck Robb's mistress. Now, what was her name? Chuck Robb. Yeah, he's senator from Virginia. He married one of LBJ's daughters. Uh, let's see. She w she went with Hef, I think. Uh, Jennifer Flowers went with Guccione. Let's see. Tay Collins. Yes, T-A-I-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, let's see. Okay. Look at this. This is six-figure wish. Oh, this is this this is different. Okay, wow, yeah, this a lot of a whole lot of power wrapped up in this thing. She uh, she posed for Playboy. Yes, she did. Yeah. Wow, she she cashed in, huh? The American Dream, all right there. There it is. <laughs> wow. There's lots of past the American Dream, ladies and gentlemen. You can even buy a, a an autographed uh, 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 cover autograph from Tay Collins uh, at e eBay. <laughs> <laughs> On the epitaph of this country, should that ever come to pass, it'll be, it'll be examples like Douglas and you know, <laughs> and and this uh, Rob and all this. Well, this is I believe Mrs. Rob stayed with the senator. Uh, uh, I believe she hung around like like most political wives do. Oh God, this is paint. This is ugly, but so juicy you wouldn't you couldn't turn away from it. You'd like oh, there's gonna be a car crash at the corner of San Mateo at seven thirty p.m. <laughs> I'll be right there to watch it happen. Like, you can't turn away from this, right? Now, is, is there going to be a new element of, of law carved out here where you have domestic violence via social media? I mean, the wife but, lashing well, out. Yeah, I actually, that's kind of what I'm concerned about. So there's a letter of, um, uh, <laughs> oh, my God, I was always going, I was going in the wrong direction with this, but I think it fits you know, those, the old uh, genre of exploitation. Like, this is that level, right? Like this is this is like I don't I don't know that these people know that they're making examples of no seriously I'm, just, I'm, I'm being I'm being absolutely I I, I I I'm not laughing number, at you I, I'm laughing number one on the BET, like BET I, I'm laughing at the 
I'm laughing at my memory of the black exploitation spoof that appears in the 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 Kentucky Fried movie, the first movie of the Zucker brothers in the 70s, uh, Cleopatra Jones, where where you have a big Afro girl with the with the Jewish rabbi, uh, folks. If you it's not for kids, but uh, if you want to rent something funny, we all need to laugh this weekend. Rent the Kentucky Fried movie. Okay, so I have some concerns about this from a number of different angles. All right. One, I know that this is going to get picked up by either BET, A&E, or something like that, okay? This whole thing is going to get ripped to shreds. He has no chance of getting reelected, right, from what you can tell? It's not looking good. Not looking good, okay. So, second thing, they're going to have to cash in on their celebrity here, which is also going to include Congressman Horsford from North Las Vegas, okay? He is going to have to sell the rights off to this to probably pay for Here's the way this is going to work. They're going to find some attorneys. The attorney is going to say, well, how do we make a mountain out of this? They're going to walk into the room. They're going to say, Congressman Horsford, okay, we know that you're not going to get reelected. Would you like to sell the rights of this to this, this, or this, or given what you've done? It's already out there anyway. Here's what we need to do to go and get, like, this is the way this is going to go. Like, this is a whole, wait, you got to think the way these people think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are going to make a mountain of cash, all right? Now, the person who thinks like this is, uh, what's the Kardashians, mom? Oh, uh, uh, oh, oh. I forget her name. Yeah, Chris? Yeah, Chris. K-R-I-S? What did Chris learn? Chris learned something from the OJ trial. Yep. And she took what she learned from the OJ trial, and she understood that the only people, the only thing that people wanted to actually take away from the OJ trial was OJ Simpson sleeping with uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and what it must have been like in uh, this guy that it must have been so bad that he had to go and kill her, okay? So then this whole entire thing of, well, what would be better than actually, you know, watching the murders would be watching the sex that happened between the people. What would be better than actually, you know, artificially producing sex tapes, which she did with her daughter, okay? And then launching that into startup. What could be better than triple X pornography? Triple X pornography that's unauthorized, right? Quote, unquote, unauthorized. Like that's, it's just like mastermind level. So that's what these people are going to do. They've created a story. The woman's bent in it. She's the jaded other woman. She seeks to make a lot of money. She gets to sell the rights to this as part of this whole entire thing. He's going to sell the rights to this. Honestly, these people don't care because they've already known that the affair has been going on for 10 years anyway. So they're not going to care in the first place. Is that, is that about right? That's part of it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And so like that, that's how, that's how driven and greedy and power hungry and shameless these people are. That's what this country has become. Like, you can program this, and you know that this is the way that it's going to go. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get on uh, Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and I'll pay for this and pay for this. And, like, everything for these people is going to be paid for because you're going to be paying attention, thinking that these people have a moral bone in their body. They don't have one. Not one. Horsford don't care where he puts it. And he's proud to show you it's all over the internet. I found it that fast. It's already out there. Now you just want to go ahead and watch the made-for-TV, reality <laughs> movie rights, uh, how much money can I make? And you're going to pay for it because you just can't wait to see it because you can't believe that this stuff, and they're going to be, like, laughing all the way to the bank. And all the time, they probably never even loved each other and set this whole thing up right from the very beginning. When is this stuff going to become uninteresting? Because mm. I was immediately like, oh, what, really? I never heard of them. Don't know who that is. I don't know what this is. Why is this here? 
because we've already done it before and we will continue to do it. When you, this is why I don't watch TV. This is why I don't watch any pop culture stuff. Watch why I don't know about this stuff because it's totally uninteresting to me. I don't care. It's gross. These are people you wouldn't so much as look in their journal direction, much less say hi to them or send them a political donation. Like when you stop enabling this, these gross, horrible people, you'll be fine. But until that point, I'm like, let me tell you, this is your example of what you're going to get, and they're going to continue to take advantage of it. He ain't coming out of this broke ass. That's right. Ain't no way. No. no. They're going to, the lawyer's going to walk in and like, zinga, make the bucks. That's what. Well, let, let me, let me chart this out as a, yes, as a possible, sure. you know, I, I, as again, I just finished up with the, the eight part Tommy and Pam series, which by the right way was unbelievably beautiful amazing and lily really? james is the lily james is the greatest actress of her generation she's a shakespearean trained english stage actress who became pam anderson i don't know how they did it she trained with the vocal people eddie i was reading about all of these she's basically has to wear all of these things that alter her body to, to make it look like you know pam's body uh she, the hair the the accent the mannerisms lily james is the greatest actress of her generation um I, so we're uh, talking about the TV, made for tv movie all right first you know i'm not a professional pr manager or hollywood guy but i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna sketch some rough outlines of, of where we go with this i think the mandatory first thing is the oprah appearance uh holding right. hands right. on right. oprah right. Uh, holding hands on Oprah, talking about difficulties in their marriage. Don't forget Bill and Hillary with uh, Steve, what's his name, on 60 Minutes in October 1991. Um, and, and then Thespin Hillary said, you know, I'm not here, Tammy Wynette, standing by my man. Uh, Congressman Horsford admits to sex addiction while he's on the Oprah program oh. uh, and announces he's going into a, a you know, a long-term yeah. care facility. Yeah. Okay, he emerges from the facility you know probably it's not going to be in like detroit or calgary it's going to be maybe in malibu i would say Believe probably the, he's, he's going to be a believer yeah okay that i wasn't even known in that direction to lead a revival uh that, that's you know could, could go the religious side uh he's going to be with david duchovny at the sex addict place in malibu for a, a number of weeks or months uh the speaking tour if not if not a spiritual religious thing then we go on a coast-to-coast -coast speaking tour uh to promote the book he writes after he gets out of sex addiction uh and then you get the, the 12-step program uh, okay making amends yeah 12-step program to, to recover from sex addiction and become a new man and the book the hardcover book he's going to get the book now either he sticks with the wife or he you know finds he met somebody at sex addiction and they they start a life together they adopt kids from some third world hellhole white woman that is totally not his type oh yeah. i got you know that's excellent absolutely you gotta go, you gotta go off of uh you know off plan and, and then you you, you go back all the things that you're addicted to before, including the very type that you're with. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you after, I don't know, like a two year rehab, rehabilit public image rehabilitation, uh, you go on, I don't know, Oprah again or Katie Couric. And then you decide that your uh, public service is calling you back. You 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 had a lot of offers in the private sector, right. but uh, your whole life has been about public service. And today on this day. Uh, 2028. I am announcing for the U.S. Senate in the great state of Nevada. I think that's how name he, ID. Yeah. That's a name ID explosion at that point. Yep. Because you yep. already had it. You know, you've got the low information voter who's a, addicted to you 
regardless of who you were. And then the other idea exposure of the uh, political people, like you finally look, you show that you could be repaired. Yep. And that's, yep. That's, there you go. Wow. I sketched this whole thing out for free. Okay. Just that's the wisdom of, of a guy who's watched this kind of stuff for 30 years. Okay. I, right. I give, I give this to you, Mr. And Mrs. Horsford for free. It's my gift to you to start the healing process, to start uh, the healing process. <laughs> I feel like I should be playing some gospel tunes at this point. <laughs> Can I get an amen? There's a God somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual chocolate. So, look, 9 p.m., we got thunderstorms. 12 a.m., 71 degrees, thunderstorms. 3 a.m., it's going to ch chill out. Tomorrow by 6 a.m., 68 degrees, 69 degrees, and uh, a full day of broadcasting excellence right here in the Kiva. All right, uh, Dow. Do I have a? Do I have anything to read from here for my? Uh, shit, let me. While you uh, gather up some, um, we're gonna play the play the oldies. Is that what we're gonna do? Some oldie uh, espa blotters, or is there something else we need to, to hit? Uh, you know, I got the I got the the, the, the hits of the, the the links of the day. But other than that, Eddie, uh, I'm gonna save the uh, UNM uh, program to teach transgendered people. How to speak in their new gender? We're going to save that for next week. Oh, you That's, think so? Yeah, I, okay. we can't we can't inflict that on people on a on a rainy Friday night in New Mexico. Lady <laughs> Rabbit loves a rainy night. Uh, so I am now officially Lord McCarty, thanks to the eighty percent off Father's Day discount I received on a plot of land in Scotland. That <laughs> I don't know what that is. I am now Lord now, so the world can burn to the ground, and I will be in peace. Wow. Eddie, my stocks are up with the lasted interest rate height. The robot fry cooks I invested in are ready to deploy into <laughs> career fast food employees in the perpetual Democrat minimum wage scam. This has driving businesses to reconsider purchasing $3 an hour to operate food service robots. I have no pity for the employees that will be displaced as they have dug their own graves or their support of the big D's. Things will be getting better for some of us. I don't know. Is that a P1 listener all day long or what? That's an interesting perspective. I, I, uh, so. I'm, I happen to agree with 100%. Uh, that's a guy I could have a beer with. My Dylan. All right. Dylan. Who's the greatest five rappers of all time? Dylan, 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 and Dylan. I spit hot fire. Uh, doubt. Are you going to do the 911 log? Uh, how you funny now? Doubt. Uh, doubt. Doubt has a moo moch. You know what a moch is? The moch? Moch? Yeah, it's a moat. That's what you call what I do. Oh. Uh, that's the old stuff. Y'all got any of that extra horse pace? That's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, uh, um, what's his name looking like Chappelle? Fauci looking like Chappelle. I smoke rocks. Remember? Yes, yes. <laughs> On Fear Factor. Oh, no, it's Joe Rogan. It's Joe Rogan. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> Some of you are going to keep trusting the government until your pronouns are was, were. <laughs> <laughs> the picture of, uh, what's that one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio holding the uh, drink with his pinky up? Wisdom doesn't necessarily come with age. A moron doesn't become a wise man when he grows old. He becomes an old moron. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Good, good jokes. Uh, oh, wow. This is so long. I've got so much here. What do I do? Where do I... Easy story, Eddie. Drive by the clinic, take some photos. We're under siege at the Southeast Heights Clinic. Camps on two sides of us, constant drug deals, addicts, shooting, got prostitution, feces, needles, and people passed out on the sidewalk. How would you like to be a patient here? Would you come see your doc? Someone came into the front of the clinic the other day and stole security's iPad. 
I got confronted by an addict in the fenced employee parking lot. Many of us call 311. Their response said he has 30 days to respond. I write letters to KKOB and to Keller. No response. I wrote a letter to KKOB. No response. Tiny Homes Village is right across the street. At most, at most, there has never been more than six people. Regardless of how you feel about Tiny Homes, how much of a chance are you giving them when they can walk out of the gate and buy drugs? Need an example how much the city has failed in this? Need an example of the rampant drug use? This is it. Need proof of Tiny Homes has failed? It's right here. Come see for yourself. you got enough stuff around Southeast Sides for a week of shows. I don't know that I want to. Do you want to cover that uh, up by Chico in Wyoming? I'm, uh, I'm perfectly comfortable letting the uh, Española people document their worries up there, and, and I'll stay right here. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Gibson and San Pedro. I'm, I'm by Gibson and San Pedro all the time. Uh, I think Eddie should do a show just on how bad Albuquerque has become using the clinic as an example. I don't know. I can, I'm pretty good at just kind of taking a, you know, generally speaking, most of the time, I like to, I head out pretty early from here. You know, I go to sleep pretty early. I get out pretty early. So, uh, by the way, Advil PM, that's the way to go. <clears throat> here we go. Just, uh, just saying. Do you use anything down to sleep? No, I, uh, I use my Nazi-like focus because uh, 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 I, I, something when, when things go wrong for me physically and mentally, it always involves yeah. sleep. So oh, okay. sleep is an issue. So for me, it's a uh, cold room, uh, sleep mask, perfect darkness. And um, I'm, I'm more or less can stay on an even keel if I get my eight and a half a night. <laughs> but I need to get it every night. Do you use a sleep mask? I do indeed, yeah. Um, I have a Tempur-Pedic sleep mask and a sleep pillow. I sleep on a Tempur-Pedic bed and okay. Tempur-Pedic pillows. Have you, have you tried that? Uh, I like a very hard mattress and I like a very flat pillow and I do very well. In fact, I even on road trips, I take my pillow with me because every motel hotel in America has a, has a pillow that's like this puffy. So I just can't deal with it. <laughs> so not on my pillow guy. Thank God. New Mexico cannabis director, Kristen Thomas just resigned after eight months on the job. Wow. Anything there? What do you think? Another another departure. Hello, Eddie. I'm surprised to hear Dowd speak negatively about seniors being on fixed income. Maybe after he has worked 60 plus years and isn't able to work anymore, he might understand. He is able, I presume, to work many hours a week for many more years. How many older people can't and are now living on a fixed income that is not able to keep up with the soaring prices? Oh. I don't know. You get it all back and way more than what you put into it as an old person. And that's why we're bankrupting the country. And the number one reason is the greedy geezer lobby. Sorry, but the numbers are on my side. Eddie, it's raining in Las Lunas. South Valley Heights, no. It's all wet. Can't have the Matanza tomorrow because there's only clay in the pits. Oh. Eddie, on Thursday, what? What did I say? No, it's terrible. That uh, is terrible. No Matanza. We can't kill the pig, no. Eddie, on Thursday, I'm going to take a closer look at last night's fire in Carnival and what Charlie Foxtrot it turned into on every level. It should have never become a full-blown wildfire, which burned several homes to the ground in Carnival. Um, hi, Eddie. I know. Okay. Oh, very cool. I'm going to get a virtual assistant because I need one. I can't keep up. Van Sturge agrees with you on Ronchetti. Two-term governor. You got, uh, You heard my prediction, folks. Dowd's going to grill me. That's a bold That's a bold prediction. Eddie's kind of bold over there on a Friday afternoon, talking to himself on the radio. He's not just predicting this election. He's predicting the next gubernatorial election. Yeah, it is going to be bad. Will the United States have given New Mexico back to Mexico by the next election? I don't don't know. (laughs) Regarding Bedoni, didn't Steve Pierce want her out? 
over Esther Maharge. Seems like there's more to this than being shown. Eddie, we are the land of the flojos and the bobos. Hire manual labor. <laughs> That's funny. Investigate. Trudy Jones, husband John Henderson, is in for was in property sales and purchase. Just old school knowledge. Ease, dropping knowledge. No. Oh, now I know why on purpose you never answered my angry email about you. Better not vote for homeless encampments around the city. Actually, I was very nice, and I told her we do not want to become L.A. or Seattle, but she ignored us and voted for it. Primary her. Brooke Besson should say sorry to you, Eddie. Wow. But she's a mom. That's all that matters. This is Hitler's final solution, the Vax craze. Seriously, big pharma is in bed with the unelected government bureaucracies, which is functionally fascism. Where is Antifa during all this? They themselves are fascists. God is bigger than all this evil stuff. Please, please stop saying that. God is giving you free will to choose whether or not you want to. Let me say, um, I don't think you can be Christian and Vax. Did I offend 99% of my audience who's Vax at that point? I think that's a fair thing to say. Do you want me to tell you why? It's really easy. Because I have this conversation with people all the time. It's like, you want the mark of the beast? Get back. There it is. Your, your Bible. Your Bible. You're the one that's throwing it around. The mark of the beast. Go look it up. Go look at all this stuff. We talked about all this stuff before. So you can't go to church unless you're vaccinated. You Catholics are saying that? Mark of the beast. No jabs for my kids. That woman needs to be referred for child endangerment. Mm -hmm. My kids have the vax protection. They had the Rona. That is good. Natural protection forever. I, I just, I hate to say this. It's just one of those things. How do you soon, how soon do you think they will bring out the drag queens to administer the shots for children? <laughs> <laughs> we might as well go in with our kids while the parents are this dumb. Yes, I agree. So do you put the, the dollar bill in the G-string of the drag queen as they're injecting you? Is that how that works? Yeah. Um, else. Oh, somebody was at the NBA finals last night. I know. Wow. Yeah. No, I didn't even know the NBA finals. I didn't even know it were. There was a pickup game out there in the in the parquet. Anyone know what happened in the area of San Mateo and Lomas? Major police action, or at least presence two thirty or so. Parts of both streets closed. Do you have the old? Do you have the old Espa blotter? Do you have an old one? Oh boy. Um, Anything. Yeah. Let's see. Uh... How far back can I go? Can go <laughs> How long have we been? you want. There's literally people that are literally, like, literally waiting for me just to do the stupid ass people. Uh, let's see. We can go back to uh, April of 2021. Okay. I think that's good. I think we could uh, do that. Why don't we... Uh... Why don't we go ahead and uh, do that? I think that'd be a good thing. Here we go. I am sending it now. All right. We're going to jump into the Espanol Blotter. Remember, folks, support your local record store. There it is. Uh, how about your local radio station as well? How about your local newspaper? Do we even have one? It doesn't sold out. <laughs> Nothing that would count as a newspaper in the traditional sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> do I roll it up? Do I smoke it? Why? Here we go. Booker T and the MGs. Let's see. Someone's upset. Barbara Baltz. Her gift expired. She's a paid subscriber. Come on, Barbara. Sign up. Pay pay the money. There's no gifting. 
Freebies are out, Barbara. Got to get in there. She, is she a good reader, Dowd? Dowd can... We'll track you down. We know whether or not you're reading our stuff. Uh, you can manage your account at rockoftalk.chat, ladies and gentlemen. Right. I'm getting there, Dowd. I'm getting the email. Uh, Herschel Walker. I didn't know Herschel's been married three times. Did you know this? Uh, a, pol- a politician with family drama. Who's who's heard, ever heard of that before? <laughs> <laughs> He's that Eddie Aragon. He's a bad guy. I can't vote for him. I'm going to vote for the, the other guys. They hug their children. They kiss their wives. They look good. Uh, is it still raining outside? Looks like it's calmed down a little bit. Oh, the best of. We're doing a best of show. <laughs> this is... um. All right, let's, let's start this over here. I have to say, this has been an awfully good week of... Uh, talk radio again i feel like it's like the first full week in a long time dad do you feel the same way well i think it's a good mix of of news and and guests because there's been you know rudy coming back on a lot of people love that i mean it's it's uh murder mike (laughs) yeah i don't know i just feel like i feel full again pansaniana corazon contento do you know what i said belly's full heart is full heart is happy 206 p.m Oh, I'm not even going to give the intro. Okay, Awinge, the Española. Homeboys. 2.06 p.m., a West Bond Street caller reported several homeless people living in the Arroyo. And a lot of needles where his children play. He also said there might be a baby living there because he saw a stroller and baby clothes. He... <coughs> the baby walks and talks by itself just up and down the ditch. Uh, th- th- this was back when I was uh, not removing the child stuff. I remove all the child stuff now. Oh wow, sorry. We'll, no, no, no. I'm just. It's. It's, it's just. I, I don't. Want, people don't like to hear it. I don't like to hear it, and I don't do it anymore. So. Uh, okay. you know. right. Well, I just did it. So. No. Dang, Eddie did it again. He's like Britney Spears. Five forty-nine p.m. A Vista del Royo apartment scholar said he gave his niece a ride to an apartment, and she said he didn't have to wait for her, so he became very suspicious. And wants to speak with an officer. Come on over here. I can't find my niece. 4 a.m. That's early or late. A La Masia caller said her 79-year-old fiance fell in the bedroom. <laughs> and he needs to be checked out because he was all unconscious and stuff and bleeding from the mouth. <laughs> it's never too late to find love. Yeah. 4 a.m. We went crazy late night. He was hard as a rock. 12.08 a.m., a North Railroad Avenue caller reported eight or more alleged gang members are after him. They all have shotguns, and they could be slashing tires or breaking windows or something. He hung up and said they found him. When police found him, he was not very cooperative. <laughs> if eight people were after me, I'd be very cooperative with the police. 12.25 p.m., a Calle Cristobal caller said his neighbor was knocking on the windows and calling him names. Hey! Get out of there, Rata! Come out! During lunch hour? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's in the middle of the day. Knock on the window. Rata! 8 p.m. A Murphy's Express caller reported a woman who appeared to be under the influence of an hour. Dancing around the parking lot, having a good time! It's not even midnight yet, lady. Put your clothes on. 9.43 a.m. A Calle de Pajarito caller 
that people are interfering with her life. <laughs> hey, all these people are interfering with my life. Why? Stop getting in the middle of my life. Why do you want to mess with my life? And are harassing her. It also includes the Santa Fe police in the sheriff's office. Right. I suggest contacting the attorney general about that problem. People, they want to interfere with my life. Why? Don't do it. Just trying to live my life. 12.08 p.m. A Camino Cielo. Cielo. A Camino Cielo Grande called reported his mother threw a boiling pot of water at his grandmother. Really got him to the boiling point. I throw his banana. Why? Poor thing. Her little flesh was burning on the on the table, bro. You should have seen it. Abuela. It, just, it burns like the top of the beans. You know the beans get the little film. The boiling water hit her skin. It looked like that. She was all brown and had that thing you could pull it. That's how hot it was. 3.07 p.m. A Mountain View street caller reported a man covered in blood that was stabbing himself. Why? <laughs> Surprised he wasn't yelling. The man was transported to the emergency room. No further details available at this time. Details are sketchy at this time. How do you stab yourself? Why? 4.31 p.m. An Espanola hospital caller requested an officer because she parked in the lot and someone is throwing beer bottles at her car. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of beer bottles available in, in this yeah, there's probably a few at least Amigusto Lounge 11.24am an alcalde caller wanted a welfare check done on her son because he locked himself in his room sometime the previous day and he's known to use narcotics she's not able to get in the room but deputies got through a window and the, the man wasn't even there where would he go disappeared Poof. A North McCurdy Road caller at 12.15 p.m. and Valley Drive reported a stop sign is missing and people aren't stopping. What? Hey. <laughs> 9.54 p.m. A Northern New Mexico College caller reported a truck parked in front of the arts building that had been there for two days. Police found the owner of the truck was there and it's just playing Pokemon Go. Cool. It's kind of advanced there, right? Two days? Two days. He's, he's really trying to get the point. It's concentration. <clears throat> There's a lot of it there. The concentration of something up there. I don't know what it is. 12.50 a.m. Okay, a wingo casino caller said her husband wouldn't let her leave. Go get the jackpot. He got on the phone and said she was drunk. Police determined they were both drunk and a grandmother was called to pick up their children. Oh, I remember that one. God. That story is all sorts of New Mexico. It's got all the elements of New Mexico right in it. So good, I got to read it a second time. An okay casino caller said her husband wouldn't let her leave. All right, we got violence in the house. Now it's at the casino. He got on the phone. Then called her out because he was drunk, but then they said she was drunk, right? And then the police came, said, hey, they're both drunk. What? And then the grandma, who's already raising the kids, <laughs> the children, apparently they drugged on the only night that they gave grandma break from babysitting. What's going on? Oh, my God. 
And then that grandma brought the kids is, home and she started drinking. <laughs> they should make a flag of New Mexico and just put that call right there on there. That's that's everything right there. Yeah. Well, I think that I've been thinking for a while that the flag should, you know, the Zia symbol, because I know there's some copyright issues there. Take the Zia symbol away and replace it with that sign that you see in all the convenience stores. We accept EBT. Oh, there we go. I like that down. That's good. And, yeah. But, but you know, the, the fact of the matter is that these people were at the casino with their kids, both drunk. Somehow the children were inside the casino and they had to call the police and the police <laughs> decided to go ahead and pass it off to the grandmother. You know how the physicists are always working on the unified field theory? That that story might be the unified field field theory of New Mexico dysfunction. All, all it unites all the aspects into one. That's literally at the center of Maine. Maine That's... and Maine over there across from. <laughs> and finally, age 44 a.m. That's early. A La Jolla street caller said clothes were left outside by her daughter's widow. Someone is going to in her yard and making designs with the pine cone. <laughs> There it all is, folks. <coughs> you lived it. We brought it to you. And the Rio Grande Sun Valley Sun, whatever it's called, wrote about it. And we read it on the air to the tune of Green Onions, Booker T, and the MGs, and to the chagrin of one Michael Brasher at 89.9 AAMW. Listener supported, public supported, number one radio station in Albuquerque. Down your top five. Yeah, folks. Uh, this is, of course, uh, available at uh, rockoftalk.chat. For less than 20 cents a day, you can subscribe to the uh, most important email that's issued on a daily basis uh, in New Mexico. Uh, number one, the exoskeleton, the warrior suit, the robotic warriors. The, the Pentagon is looking at making exoskeletons for our warriors to go on and take on the bad guys. That was our most popular uh, link today. Uh, interesting story. Uh, number two, Eddie, maybe next week we can get to this big fight over the uh, painted rock up in Los Alamos. Uh, they kept painting it for Pride Month, and somebody kept coming and covering it with gray paint. Uh, not, not, a lot of, not a lot of fans, I guess, uh, up there. Uh, number three, the uh, Community College, high school with ashtrays, as we know. Uh, Northern New Mexico Community College is going to host a Juneteenth event. I'm sure we will all be there. Uh, number four, our deeply delusional former Republican legislator, uh, Republican uh, attorney female, Justine. Uh, she's very concerned that the children under five are not getting vaccinated in New Mexico. And our final from the top five, Hobbs, the great town of Hobbs, New Mexico, is raking in the cash. Those Texans are coming over the border and buying their weed in Hobbs. Woo! <sighs> New Mexico's good for a few things. Maybe it's buying weed. There it is. Alright, folks. Theater bright and early tomorrow, 7 a.m. for our full day of broadcasting. Dow, thank you for what you Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. The AM 600 FM.
Thank you. 